everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 116. Wow. We told you guys we were going to make this a special one to kind of start off the year, outside of our top 10, of course, and we're doing it with a marathon. This time around, we are doing the horror slasher franchise Scream from 1996 to 2022. Because we I, are the Scream, Scream Podcast. podcast. <laughs> I don't know if it works as well on this one. <laughs> yeah, the Scream Podcast. Uh, as a heads up, too, we also have a first. Uh, we've never brought on a guest during a marathon because... Let's face it, most people don't want to watch, you know, multiple films in a two-week period. But what? we have our crazy. reoccurring uh, secret fourth member, Mikey, here. He's back. <laughs> for this Thanks episode. for having me. Yep. Mikey's been on multiple episodes. I can't even, at this point, as we t- talked about last time, he's been on the most, he's been our guest the most, because he's been the most convenient as well. It's he's the unofficial <laughs> fourth paller, so. Yeah. If we ever, if we ever amped up our our uh, squad cast uh, costs on these, we probably could just roll with four and get more guests in. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> um, so what we're going to be doing here, we're going to be going over the movies themselves. Scream one through, let's face it, the newest one is pretty much Scream five. So Scream one through five, if that's really how you kind of say it. Uh, we will be spoiling the first four. We've come to that conclusion here. So that it makes sense. I mean, hey, you did have 25 years, 26 years to see the, some of these. So, I mean, I mean, Brand new 30. More, more than likely, you probably already kind of know kind of what's going on, especially with the first one, I think. I mean, um, I was 30 when the first one came out. So, yeah, my yeah. was 46. So, it's totally fine. <laughs> Uh, and then for the but for the the newest one though, as we are trying to be respectful, I know a lot of people uh, are not able to go out and see it right now. We will not spoil. We will have a spoiler section for that one. So uh, rest assured, we will not be spoiling the new one without letting you guys know well ahead of time. So first four off limits though. I mean it's exactly whatever goes. <laughs> Marco's taking his shirt off, everybody. So I think he's ready. He's to like, I'm gonna tell you who killed. That's the everybody. only way I can film us is if I'm shirtless. That makes sense. This is natural <laughs> habitat. So, all right, guys. So, without further ado, let's get into the Scream Marathon. So, before we start with the first Scream movie, I do want to start with you guys on what's your history with the Scream films. So, like, have you seen them all before? Was this your first time? Or the, uh, have you not seen them in a long time? Uh, Nabil, I want to start with you because I think I want to say you've seen them all. Yeah, yes, I have seen all the films. Uh, I've seen a few of them a couple of times, and um, yeah, it's the first the first two. I want to say I saw at home, but the three and four and onwards, I've, I'm in the fifth one now. I've seen in the theater, so they okay. are yeah, slasher okay. films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mikey, uh, going to you, our guest on this marathon. What about you? What is your history with the Scream films? Yeah, I've seen them all multiple times. Uh, most of them in the theaters. I think the third one came out like my graduating year. Ooh, so uh, Jesus, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yikes! Right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I've seen them all uh, multiple times. So yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. Cool. Uh, what about you, Marco? I've seen one and two multiple times, and not in a while, though. I've never really fully seen three or four. 
three I remember seeing like clips of it like at hangouts with friends and you know it's one of those things you just put it in the background and you start to drink and talk and you're not really watching the movie so I remember Who the some fuck scenes plays three at a party <laughs> I I think we're watching all of them so I mean since I'd seen the first oh, two okay. like gotcha. you know you start talking and then you know the boozier you get then the less you pay attention by the time we got to the third one I was like okay I guess I you know, I kind of want to see this but I never got around to really finishing the series I forgot there was a fucking fourth one to be fair until like I saw I was like oh shit there's four oh okay he's like I thought we were so, watching four <laughs> yeah I was like I thought this was part four I guess this is part five okay and I I shit you not that is that is the honest to god fucking truth so uh, that's my history what's yours one, truth be told um <laughs> I actually never saw the first three at all in theaters I'm younger than everybody here I guess so like when the first one came out I was like eight. You know what I mean? So oh, like, see, it's, and sorry uh, to interrupt. I did see the first two in theaters. Yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't see. I I remember they were a big deal though. The first two, and especially because they came out back to back, pretty much like one year. The next mm-hmm. year was out. Yeah. Uh, little known fact, like the, the second one actually came out the like less than a year after the first one because it did so damn well. And I remember like my sister and all her friends were big on those movies, and it was like you know kind of like the return of slashers and. All this jazz, and I remember that was super popular. Like it was, it was like the horror movie to watch in the uh, 96, 97. And then the third one, I just, I mean, once again, I was only like eleven, I think, when it came out. So I mean, I don't know. I couldn't like go to the theaters to see it myself, obviously, back in the day. But um, you're like, what the fuck is Sabretooth doing in this? <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, isn't that the guy from uh, Wolverine? Um, I don't know. I just, I didn't catch these until. Fuck man, probably I I watched them. I, I'll take say this. I did watch them like on when on like rentals when I was way too young though. So I did. I, it wasn't like I went on years without seeing them. It's just that it took a while to see them. I always rented them and stuff like that. So like my parents were totally fine renting rated R movies, but going to theaters, I don't know, whoa, you know. And they're there to watch you with it at home. Yeah. But it's easier to hide when you rent it than you know going to no, theaters. No, I think they were okay with it because like my sister would do it. And then <laughs> I'd watch it with my sister. I'm like, oh, this is wild. And then the fourth one, because when I went to Berkeley, as everybody knows, uh, I took a slasher horror film class, and uh, one of our subjects was Scream. So <laughs> we did the whole series, and then we actually all went out as a class uh, and saw the fourth movie at a midnight premiere. So it was, told me this. It was a blast, because uh, I also was like super fucking sick. So <laughs> I had like the so flu when blood. it happened. So yeah, so I just came in, and I was just <laughs> That's like... for John. I remember I was just coughing so bad, but I was like coughing into my arms and I was like, I'm dying in here. Uh, Jesus. So yeah. Yeah, I think you did history. tell me this. Um, once again, the first four films are directed by, you know, some may consider the horror mastermind, Wes Craven. Uh, what do you guys, what are your guys' thoughts on Wes Craven? You guys, he's made some pretty big films. Uh, Mikey. Uh, New Nightmare is uh, the standout film for me. I like him. Uh, but oh, yeah, he, he, like you said, he's kind of a kind of a mastermind, I guess, for this stuff. I mean, he did a lot of the movies, even old school stuff like you know, Last House on the Left. Uh, yeah, I think he did Swamp Thing too, right? Yeah, he did do Swamp he Thing. Did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, a lot of classics that I personally love. So I, I love the guy. I love everything he did for slasher and horror. Yeah. What about you, Neville? Yeah, the same. I mean, I I affiliate him more with uh, Nightmare and Elm Street films, so. Those were always scary, too scary for me, even to to now. So, 
I definitely think that he's he's got the the genre down, the slasher genre down pretty well, and has a good way of putting a little twist on it. Yeah, I agree too. Uh, Marco, I mean, he's a legend, you know. It's Wes Wes Craven, dude. I mean, he he uh, he brought us some great classics. Obviously, like what Mikey and Nabil have already said. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger. Uh, his his movies are hit or miss for me, truthfully. But I mean, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street definitely really good. Hills Have Eyes, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn as well too, uh, which for the longest time I didn't know was him. It's also pretty good. I saw that one in theaters actually. My the God. people under the stairs. I saw that one with my parents. I used to be afraid of that movie. I don't know why. Dude, but, me uh, and Bill rented that and we didn't think it was that good. Yeah, it, was, dude, was it is so it was, dated. This, I was like, know, it's why from was 91. I was like, was this supposed to be scary? Because somebody put it on their list of like scariest movies ever, and I was like, we should check this out. I remember we rented it, and we're like, this movie fucking sucks. It was. Pretty I was bad. like seven or eight when it came out, so I mean, for like an eight year old, that shit was pretty scary. I mean, it, I if guess. you're that age, yes, not when you're in your twenties back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, what is this? So yeah, I mean he's he's got some classics, you know, and like I said, not not all of them have been hits, but I mean he's it's it's iconic to 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 relate Wes Craven to you know horror slasher movies. Definitely, definitely, and I think he was one of those guys that kind of branched out with a lot of his stuff too. He even had he wasn't just horror films too, by the way. Like a lot of his other movies in like the late eighties, mid nineties, he did some like romantic comedies and shit. I'm like, what the hell? Did he do Red Eye as well? He did That's do Red Eye, one. which I think yeah. was which one of his right? really good later ones too. With the yeah, yeah, that wasn't really a slasher, I don't think. No, no, really. that's more. It yeah. was like a almost like a Twilight Zone esque kind of episode where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah. what what could happen? And um, I remember liking that. You know, he had, I think he did Curse though and shit, where it's just like, oh god. But like his screen movies, one, right? Nightmare on Elm Street, I think mm-hmm. is probably you know stand out too. And it's funny. There's even like a little cam. Do you guys spot the cameo in the first scream? When uh the principal when is like oh not you Freddie uh, and the janitors who is by the oh, way Wes yeah. Craven by the, the way the suit yeah, yeah Wes Craven was, and he's wearing cool. Freddie's fucking sweater like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> and I was like oh that's cool so obviously you know he did that and then yeah like Mike said New Nightmares great dude so oh yeah I remember seeing that one in theaters that one's fucking awesome God he looks so creepy in there too okay guys let's get on I know you guys have been waiting for it let's get into our uh Scream marathon starting with the original Scream. Hello? Hello? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? I'll do some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello. Hello, Sydney. One step too far. So, Scream, this was uh, released on December 20th, 1996. Since at a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, the IMDb, IMDb description is a year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends. By using horror films as part of a deadly game. This is directed by Wes Craven, who did The Last House on the Left in 72, The Hills Have Eyes in 77, and Deadly Blessing in 81. This is written by Kevin Williamson, who wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer in 97 and The Faculty in 98. It's an underrated movie, by the way. And this is starring, this is 
I went for like main characters because I mean, there's a lot of people in these movies. Nev Campbell is Sidney Prescott. Courtney Cox is Gail Weathers. David Arquette as Deputy Dewey. Skeet Ulrich as Billy. <laughs> Drew Barrymore as Casey. Rose McGowan as Tatum. Matthew Lillard as Stuart or Stu. Jamie Kennedy as Randy. And Liv Schreiber as Cotton Weary. So I'm going to start it off right off the bat here, guys. Starting with Unibill, what did you think about the film? I enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely, to me, it was a little, little 90s, a little dated, but overall it was it was enjoyable to see again especially you can see you know i've seen the film so many times but seeing it again recently you can kind of see all the iconic moments of why it was so different because it's it's a very meta film it's it's a trope on all the slasher films and horror films in general and um definitely relating to it from then you don't see a lot of that i mean heck you don't even see a lot of that now there's not a lot of meta horror films um unless you're trying to throw a joke here or there it's really not the premise of the film so um from that perspective that's what i think still kind of keeps it a bit more fresher than a lot of older films but i think just like the the style of it and things that we the 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 fashion and also the adults playing kids kind of thing are very much of the time of the 90s so um, it, it does today? have a little bit of that <laughs> yeah a little bit of the the datedness was was more apparent um when i watched it but it was good uh what about you mikey what did you think about uh, revisiting scream yeah i mean a lot of the same things the bill said i just like that it plays on like the whole genre as a whole like it kind of brings in the other slasher genres and just kind of like plays off of it as like its main kind of theme throughout all of the films. Um, like, like Nabil said again here, all the characters are like kind of stereotypical, like nineties characters, which kind of, it dates it by a large margin, but I still enjoy these movies. They're, they're really fun. And it's like you said, again, I'm kind of just repeating everything you said, but it's just like a really fresh take on the slasher film kind of brings me back to uh, those times. It's nice. He's like 96 hit heavy. Uh, Marco, <laughs> what about you? These guys said everything I wanted to say, so you can skip. I'm just kidding. Mark, no, put on the ghost face mask. This is getting weird. <laughs> I got the knife out and everything. This is scary movie like, What's up? Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, it, I, I, it took me a while to realize that it was, well, not a while, but it, it was kind of surprising to realize it was kind of like one of the earlier meta horror movies where it's kind of self-aware of itself. Can, can I, did, were you aware of that when you first saw this one, by the way? Yeah, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. I'm like, oh, it's cool. It's kind of poking fun of itself, you know? And, and I wasn't aware it, of it as a kid because I didn't have the knowledge of all the movies they're referencing too. I was like, I don't know what's going on. They just See, like I was movies, already I like... I was already in middle school when this came out, so I was like, "Oh, okay, I can kind of put two and two together." It it does date itself with the with each character being like a caricature of of themselves and 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 basically being like a uh, a stereotypical horror film trope. But it it worked because of the fact that they pointed it out and were kind of you know poking fun at it, which is which made it harder to like not accept and made it more like entertaining overall i enjoyed the film i thought it was it's to a point i mean if you if you take away the fact that if someone if one of them had a cell phone like in at least for the plot of the first movie like (laughs) then it's it's over in like you know two hours tops you know like they'll find the fucking guy but if you take that aside it does have a cell phone didn't he yeah well yeah technically but yeah i guess Mm, I guess cell phone tracing back then wasn't that good. It's not as common, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which they address in later movies, in a way. 
Exactly. They weren't necessarily in the information age like today, so. No. And yeah, that does get addressed later, but it, I, I still in, enjoyed it for the most part. I thought that, you know, certain parts aged well, others didn't. When it, when it really turned into horror, it got really dark, and I'm like, oh, okay, I like that. It went kind of hard for the horror. And I forgot how gory it was in some scenes, like the very first like killing i was like holy shit i forgot they showed the guy's guts but uh yeah, overall dude, me too i was like good <laughs> god dude was it was it also hard not to see the scary movie franchise in this yes it was fucking hard not to but that actually kind of added to the enjoyment and you know i saw it with good company so yeah it was a uh, it was a pretty fun experience for the first just, one it just kind of shows you too like how big of an impact this movie had on other media too you know, oh yeah, like, I I loved it when it came out, dude. I thought that was it, like I think Mikey or, or Nabil said that it was almost like a revamp of the of the slasher film. I was like, oh, these are the types of horrors I like because they even mention it. It could be anybody, you know. It's a regular human being, you know, with a real life weapon that could kill you, and that could happen in real life. So I kind of like that that aspect I mean, of it's the, the realism. sharpest blade ever made by man. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I gotta say though, the, does it dull, the, huh? The Ghostface, uh, <laughs> Ghostface Killer. Is a um, it's a pretty iconic villain, you know. Even though it's played yeah. by different people and peoples, I mm-hmm. guess throughout there's no real one person that it is, which is kind of addressed in a later film, which is kind of funny because um, it, it's just a simple Halloween costume you could buy anywhere too. Yeah, right. But it's kind of creepy. I remember at the, the time movie, it was you know, the premiere. <laughs> oh you yeah, the premiere, the second, one, the second, the third yeah. one, second one, second one. Second just one. giving these out, and I was like, I wish super I meta. So it's I I I I enjoyed this movie a lot actually rewatching this one. Uh, this is the only one that was redone in 4K by the way, which I think was a travesty because it actually looks really good. Going from this one to the second one, it was like what happened? Because the <laughs> second one should look better, but I was like, man, it looks like dog shit compared to the first movie. Now I was like, why didn't they just do the whole trilogy? I'm like, good god, man, because the fourth one looks fine. Anyways, side that's all quality aside. I enjoyed it a lot. I like the characters a lot. The main three. You know, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette are really cool. I think Dewey is maybe my favorite character in these series. He's just so fucking... He's so funny and kind of an idiot. And it's, <laughs> he's kind of relatable a little bit, you know? Yeah. Just to every person. He also Dude, it's hard like, not to see the scary definitely... movie version of him, though. It is, it's but... so hard. It, I will say his character changes throughout the films, and it, it's like, yeah. you know, it actually does show character progression, but... He kind of comes off as a bit naive, though, in general. Yeah, right? he's like, a he's... young, you know... Deputy, he's not sure what's gonna happen, and it's funny. Every movie he looks, I mean, you know, he looks like he's about to like he should have probably died in this one. Like, dude, he fucking survived that, yeah. Uh, right, Nev Campbell is really, you know, I think because this was around the time when I was a kid, you know, and it's like she's kind of every generation kind of has a scream queen. She was kind of like our scream queen, I would say, if that's safe to bet to say, because we didn't grow up when the first Halloween came out and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Things like that, and I think she does a great job because her character really is like a pretty strong female protagonist in these ones. And even it's even kind of funny, and that's the meta part of it too. She's even bringing up like, "Oh, I don't like those movies. This girl's always running up the stairs, and then she fucking does it." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then Courtney Cox—they all do the shit that they're not supposed to do. Oh, yeah, the Courtney Cox, I really like in these films too. Like, but she changes in them too, and it's a gradual change and. I like that, and um, Courtney Cox does really well in this in this whole series. Surprisingly, right? Surprisingly, yeah. right? Yeah. 
So yeah, I like I like her lean into the character. I mean, they even make it. She even makes a fun of her own name, you know, because Gail Weathers, and it's like, yeah. So you know, she should be a weather person, but she's not. She's a yeah. she's a newscaster. It's like it's yeah. funny. Like her and Sydney do not get along <laughs> in this one, and then eventually, like throughout the film, spoiler, like they become quite close. You know, so yeah, their relationship grows, and they nice have mutual respect. A lot of yeah. sequels, you just kind of see the same shit, and like they don't really like each other for the first two movies. It's like fuck this. Bitch. Mm-hmm. It's like she punches her twice, right? Well, that's um, one thing I, kinda... I think they did really well on all yeah. these movies. They kind of tied them all together and the character progression actually like arcs on all these movies. Yes. They kind of change a little bit throughout. So it's pretty nice. Yeah. And I, I do um, like the Randy character too, just simply because of his like movie knowledge. And... That's actually oh, my I favorite character. Jamie this. Kennedy yeah. in this one. Jamie yeah. Kennedy's great. Yeah. He's hilarious. And then what is he working at Blockbuster? Yeah. <laughs> got Something to. like got that. <laughs> and then Skeet Ulrich that's is so just awesome. really, really, really good looking. Sorry, that's all I noticed. <laughs> I was like, kind of. He's kind of got a chipmunk mouth, though. Oh God, I, I, I've, uh, I like Skeetor. He's cool. He's cool. Him and, um, I mean, here, let's move into this here real quick because we're doing this all overall. Uh, the killers are revealed as Billy and his best bud Stu, played by Matthew Lillard, Shaggy himself. Which was super obvious. I never noticed that. They were super obvious at the beginning. I gotta say, I don't think... Okay, so I want to ask you guys, as a kid or younger, sorry for Mikey and Marco, uh, (laughs) did you guys notice? Did you know that... Did you guys guess this early on? Because I don't think I did. I didn't know it was two. I thought it was just one of them. That's that's where I didn't get it. Yeah, Yeah, the two was was the big... And I think that's a big reveal too because that throws away again the trope of the slasher films because there isn't always two. It's always usually just a singular villain, and in this case, they're like, "No, we're gonna throw it off on you." Yeah, I think that was the best part of the movie because the the boyfriend I mean, Billy was super obvious, and uh, we when I was a kid, I was like, "It's got to be him." Because what's but he doing chilling in a room late at night? Call, remember, he gets the call in. Yeah, like, oh shit. Yeah. And then because the cause, just as a heads up to our listeners, it's revealed that Billy's father had an affair with Sydney's mother, which led to Billy's mother leaving them. So Billy and his best bud Stu murdered Marine, which is Sydney's mom, the previous year. And they enacted their revenge. Uh, on they don't Sydney. just murder her. <laughs> also, it's what a backstory! Up. Just to kind of build of like motivation to kill someone like that. That's pretty deep. It isn't just like oh, I was abused as a child, or oh, I've just mentally fucked up or something. Like it's, it's your family screwed my family over, so I'm going to destroy your family kind of thing. Like that's and it's he's a like, long game too. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna sleep with you too, so I'm also the guy. Like, oh my god, exactly. what's going on? It's, it's pretty, pretty fucking creepy, and psycho. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I I do think that it is just a little bit weak, but it makes sense. But it's also weak. I mean, it is to a point, but I think it's more of just like the reveal of it too. I like that reveal yeah. at the end yeah. too. Even though it the is reveal is really great, and then the stew just slobbering everywhere. He's like, "Fuck, man!" <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that scene where he's yelling at her in the kitchen because, like, Matthew Lillard just kills this role, and he's just fucking. Oh yeah, every- he's just spitting yeah. everywhere. I'm like, please stop, sir! You're spitting in my face. It's fucking then, bleeding everywhere too. Dude, and then when they just stab each other, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, good God, dude. You got me so deep. Yeah, and then he's just like, I'm bleeding out, man. And then eventually, you know, his head gets crushed in by a TV. Um yeah. speaking of kills here, there are a few. There's not as much as I thought there was for the first one. Tell you the truth. Um did anybody any of them stand out to you? Any of them favorite or were any of you just weird or terrible? Nabil? I forgot about the garage door one where uh the sister <laughs> Of uh, Dewey, yeah, she ends Tatum. up getting 
yeah, Tatum, she ends up getting crushed by the door. I forgot that that's how that went down. I remember that she, I thought she got stabbed or something like that, and he kind of puts her in there, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, she gets caught up because she's trying to escape, and she gets, it, and like, that's gruesome. And they show, like, it's a, um, what is it, like a mannequin or something kind of version of her after the fact, and it still was pretty <laughs> gruesome, like, just to look at it. It's like, oh, that's, just hanging she there, gets like, squished. I'm just going to say, though, was like, a uh, like, she was in that door for, like, 20 minutes before she uh, yes. moved the door. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah. Jesus, Hers, just climb through the Hers, fucking door not The fact it. that she sees it, too, and is like, that's my way out. I'm like, what a dumb right. fucking move, right? Any stand out for you, Marco? The, probably the most iconic one is the Drew Barrymore one. When she's just running, she's so close to her parents. And Ghostface just comes out and just fucking Good stabs scene. her right in the chest like from behind. Was, yeah. So fucking well done and so tragic because her parents are, like, right there. You know, she basically mm-hmm. dies like 20 feet from them. The one that Nabil was talking about, the garage door, <laughs> gruesome, but that shit would never happen. I'm like, dude, the, the garage door wouldn't do that. I don't care how old that shit is. It would never do that. didn't have no sensors, man. What you talking about? <laughs> it's the sure. 90s. What's safety? Sure. I agree with you, though, Marco. Sure. I like uh, the Drew Barrymore death is iconic. I mean, it's a very scene brutal is scene, that one, right? Yeah, that, that yeah. one with Casey dying, is, is a, it's, it really sets the tone on how graphic some he, of the violence can be he, on there. He crushes her windpipe, too. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's fucking, yeah, it's brutal. Was, um, well, the whole scene kind of sets a mood, too, right? Because like, he's, like, talking to her and having a chat and, like, doing a quiz and all that stuff. So it kind of builds over time. So it's not just that mm-hmm. the kill is that bad, but it's also, like, Is this like, the, the one where she gets it, it wrong that the killer is Jason? Is this the one that she says that? Or yeah. That yeah, because yeah. it was it was Mrs. Voorhees, and yeah. she said it was Jason. Like, Jason was in the second one. Yeah, fucking yeah, idiot. No. Sorry. <laughs> the guy would be, like, stumped with me. He's like, I don't have any more questions. I'm like, I know. I'm you. <laughs> Still um, anyway, he so would have like found him by then. <laughs> yeah, I would have found him. Ding dong. So, guys, uh, I think anything else about this one before we move on to our rating of it and move on to Scream 2? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, starting Nabil, overall rating out of five stars, and would you recommend it to people? It sounds like we all probably would. Yeah, I gave it a three and a half stars, and of course, I would definitely recommend a film. It, it's it's an iconic slasher film in general, uh, So, and it sets up the whole premise of Ghostface, like you said, as, as a kind of an iconic villain. And just that opening scene alone is key reason to watch the film. You, it's a very uh, original scene that you don't see in a lot of other films. Nice. What about you, Marco? Yeah, I give it three and a half also. It, it's enjoyable. It, it still holds up, you know, there's still some plot holes here and there, but, you know, nothing that you can't overlook for a slasher movie. It's still entertaining, and the kills, like, their their intensity, their brutality still holds up. So, yeah, I would recommend it to a horror fan. Cool. What about you, Mikey? Uh, I also gave it a three and a half, uh, and I kind of oh, echo some things that, <laughs> that uh, all of these guys said. Uh, really just an iconic film, especially if you're going to watch, you know, two through five, if that's what we're calling the last one here. Uh, you know, it kind of sets up everything on how they kind of work. So you kind of have to watch this one. So definitely would recommend, especially if you're a horror fan or going to watch any of these other movies. So Sounds good. Uh, I would as well. I also gave it a three and a half. Look at all of us. You need Oh, <laughs> shit. All, all right. Stop the plot. We're, we're done. It. I, I agree. It's an iconic film. I think it's, it's a bit dated at times. That's the only thing I think at couple years ago this is probably a four star for me but it's just you know unfortunately it's it's 26 years old at this point so it's like okay but i think there's a lot of good here if you've never seen it 
I don't know why you're listening to us. You should already have seen these beforehand. I think it's a great movie to start with. I mean, the series overall, as I'll go over it, is there's some ups and downs, but for the most part, it's, it's a fun watch, too. So, All right, and so that leads us into our second film, Scream 2. That came out in 1997 and actually has an 81% Rotten Tomato score. Two Windsor College students were murdered last night during a sneak preview of the new movie, Stab. It's starting again, Randy. This has nothing to do with us. Randy, a guy in a ghost mask hacked up two people in a movie theater telling our life story. Hi, Gail Weathers, author of The Woodsboro Murders. Do you think the killer will strike again? We have no evidence that this is a serial killer. It's a classic case of life imitating art, imitating life. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Do you think someone's trying to duplicate Woodsboro? It looks like it. I think you have a copycat on your hands, Chief. Hello? So the premise of this film is that two years after the first series of murders as Sydney acclimates to the college life, someone donning the Ghostface costume begins a new strings of killings. This is once again directed by Wes Craven. Some other films he's done, Swamp Thing, The Hills of Eyes Part 2, and Nightmare on Elm Street. It was also written by Kevin Williamson, who did also teaching Mrs. Tingle and Cursed. And this was released at, uh, around Christmas time, December 12, 1997. So we've got some returning characters. Nev Campbell comes back to play Sydney, as well as Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. David Arquette comes back as Dewey. Jamie Kennedy is here as Randy. And Liev Schreiber also returns as Cotton Weary. Some of the newer characters, Jada Pinkett Smith plays Maureen. Omar Epps is in as Phil. Elise Neal as Haley. Sarah Michelle Geller as Cece. Timothy Oliphant as Mickey. Jerry O'Connell as Derek. Dwayne Martin as Joel. And Laurie Metcalf as Debbie Salt. So this time, James, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts on the film? What did you like it? What didn't you like? What was good for you? I actually think this is my favorite one out of all of them. So Yeah. I, I think I saw this one the most. That's why, too. And I think for the killer-wise... When I first originally saw this one, uh, everything's amped up. Like Randy says, the sequels are like gorier kills, which I think the kills in this one are very gory. Uh, this one's actually shot better too, I think, overall. And the pacing of it, I really actually liked yeah. the pacing of this one quite a bit. I like that it's not in Woodsboro anymore, and then now it's like, you know, you know, everyone's lives are... Because, you know, they're finally filling in their age, their actual age. They're in college now, right. even though they're like, hey, there's 25-year-olds playing college kids, but hey, just roll with it. I like the cast once again. I forgot Timothy Oliphant was in this movie and Jerry O'Connell. So did I. When I saw yeah, Timothy Oliphant, I was like, what the fuck he is he He was justified. He's a hey, smart Yeah, man. he was just chewing on the fucking strong shit. And he's like, I'm the sheriff of this part. Uh, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller has like a, like a minor role here. I'm like, what the hell? And nowadays, but it's a good role. It's a good role. And then like, I, I actually do like the beginning too, with the uh, sequence of Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar Epps. Uh, it just starts you off to show you how brutal it is. And I know Mikey's going to point out that they gave everybody masks too. Like cosplay <laughs> fucking quality. It's uh, really I nice. Already did that. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, they're giving out free masks. Um, <laughs> it would not be that this. good of quality. Hey, let the movie happen. Get all the way off my back, sir. Um, <laughs> so it's one of those things where I think they amped it up and I actually like, I like the direction that it went in and the reveal by the end. Um, I remember not knowing... That that was the reveal too, at the time. It wasn't as apparent to me as it as the first movie was. If that makes right. sense. So yeah, yeah. What about you, Mike? What were your thoughts on this film? Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't like this one as much as James did. It's not my favorite film, but I did like the movie. I thought it was really good overall. Um, it kept kind of the same feel as the other one, but still kind of advancing a little bit. 
Um, some of the characters to me seemed a little forced into the storyline. Like I didn't like Cotton coming back and and doing his thing here. He kind of but kinda he's saber tooth, Mikey. Hello, Logan. There's some stuff there, um, but uh, as James pointed out, hello, Sydney. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> no, but as James pointed out, it gets a little bit more intense. It kind of knocks it up a little bit. Um, so that's that same feel that came uh, that came from the other one here that kind of amped it up a little bit, and it felt good. Um, so overall, I really liked the movie. Um, I thought it was good. Just a few things that I didn't, you know, like as much as the first one. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Marco? What were your thoughts? Um, it was okay. To be honest, I think initially. When I first saw it in theaters, I, I liked the second one because I was still on the high and the buzz of, of the first Scream movie. And I was just excited that the series was continuing. And I was like, ooh, what's going to happen next? And, you know, I was young and naive. But the only thing that really stuck out for me were, were the kills. They were much more intense, much more gory. You know, there was more tension behind them. So that, that added more to the thrill. But the overall like motivation of the killers, that part of it, was, I felt was really weak and just kind of brought it down for me. Because I felt like I'll, I'll agree to that. Yeah. You know, for, for me, like the bad, if the if the bad guy has kind of a weak motive, there are certain things I'll give a pass and certain that I won't. And with this one, I was like, okay, all right, you're gonna be fucking kidding me, really. The cast was pretty good, though. Uh, I will I will admit that, despite some of the characters being being forced, I I agree with Mikey that uh, you know Cotton being in it was kind of forced, and uh, I, I I don't know. I, I felt like that part of you know whether Cotton was you know turning into a killer or not because of the false accusations and because of the nor- notoriety and everything that that like that red herring. I just I don't know. I felt it it held the movie back for me at first. I kind of liked it when I was younger, but seeing it now that that part just didn't really work for me. Um, everyone else, well, they're all pretty much cannon fodder. So, <laughs> um, it was, <laughs> it, it was crazy to see, you know, some of these people so disposable though, like Jada Pinkett Smith, Omar. Well, she lives, but, uh, Omar Epps. Well, no, wait, she didn't, she didn't live. She no, died. She, she did. Got, she, yeah, she got murdered in front of all those people, which by the way, that, that kill scene, I felt wasn't as, intense or or had the payoff as the drew barrymore death like the it, it felt sort of like a parody of itself it's like dude i get it everyone's dressed as ghost face but there's no fucking way that would happen i remember I, as a yeah, kid like I, that scared the shit out of me yeah getting stabbed in the ear was like, pretty intense look. I could I couldn't stop seeing the scary movie franchise. See, they, they fucking but once again all based on these movies. So yeah, I I could not like unsee it. I was like, oh my god, I can't take this death serious because scary movie ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the other deaths were pretty fucking gnarly, and we'll we'll get to those when we talk about what stood out and what didn't. But yeah, overall it was it was kind of like one of the. It was okay for me. Yeah. One of the weaker ones for me. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of in the same line as as James. I think it was overall my favorite film of the franchise that we've seen so far. I and and 
it is because it i feel like it just ramped everything up the it, no the first scene where with uh, jada pinkett smith and omar epps is not the same thing as drew barrymore scene but i think it was still equally effective to an extent not as iconic but very effective in what it was trying to do with the whole it, it really leaned into the meta thing with them going to see a film called stab that's based off of you know what happened to this, sydney yeah, this and her the start character. of that whole stab thing yeah. There, yeah and then the it whole reminded me of the new thing. nightmare because Wes Craven yeah. had done that for yeah. that, but I felt New yeah. did it better. And I and I think that you know the kills were more gory. I think there were the the uh, twist with as we were talking about the two what the two killers was uh, Mickey and Debbie and Debbie Saltz was a surprise for me. I didn't expect that and didn't see that coming. And then I was like, oh okay. As a, a as a kid, I did never saw that because like she's so yeah. they do a better job of hiding her. I'll say that much, you know, until yeah. the end when. Um, Sydney's like Mrs. Loomis, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "What the fuck?" Because obviously she yeah. would know who she is, but no one exactly. else has ever met. Uh, I, I did family. like the mm-hmm. I did like the role reversal of like the Jason killer, where where the son comes back in the sequel. It's the mother that comes back in the sequel. That mm-hmm. part I did kind of like. Yeah, it was good. The if I if I remember, I'm hoping I'm not confusing the films here, but. I believe the scene, this is one of the scenes where Courtney Cox is also running around into one of the, uh, I think it was recording room or something like that. Yes. They're in the stage. Such a, such that, a well shot scene, by the way. That scene is great. I think that whole sequence of him, of her hiding and trying to get away from uh, Ghostface, that whole thing was a lot of tension. It was really good. And then the whole scene where Dewey comes into and just what happens to him. And it's, it's, Dude, it's fun. Getting- I think he, that's a good yeah. scene. It's like it's quiet and he's like it's mm-hmm. horrific though. It's like horrifying his blood ever and it's like Dewey uses his second life up on that movie too. So I was like, how the fuck did he survive this shit? And like, he no so many damage. times in these I'm films. like, what? Yeah. I, n- how I never real- survive. <laughs> I never realized I was because I was <laughs> they they use the the strong hand thing in scary movie from from Dewey's injury in this movie. And a I, little I bit. never Dude, put those I two, I never put those two I said, together. I didn't realize Marco was in this movie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> with the fucking strong hand. And like, I uh-oh. turned to uh, watching with it. I was like, that's where they fucking got the scary movie thing from? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. It's just all these revelations <laughs> as I'm watching these movies. Well, Our the, next marathon will it, be the scary movie franchise, by the way. Yeah. I fucking <laughs> hope so. We should do that. There's please. a lot of those. There's five of those films, too. God. Dude, I'm yeah. fucking down. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I do think that it was, it's just a, a step above from what it was. And like you said too, James, like it was just shot better as well. I think he really I got to his better. element with this one and just took some some uh, bolder um, expressions on, on shooting the film and how he wanted to shoot certain scenes. And um, it was, I, I thought it was really well done. But speaking of the, the killers yourself, let me go to you, Mikey, because I know you've seen this film before, but watching it again, did you feel that that payoff was better, knowing that Mickey and Debbie were the actual killers in the film? Or did you kind of feel like it was it was more apparent now seeing it again? So actually, uh, I don't know how or why, because I, I feel like what you guys said here is what I get most people say, but I actually thought that Debbie was a killer in the, originally when I saw it. Oh, so Shut the fuck I, up, Mikey. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know why I thought that, but yeah, yeah it was just like the way she it's was like, acting. I don't trust like, she's not really in the movie that much, so that's another thing why maybe I thought it was forced. Is like her character just was like, "Hey, it's appeared" kind of thing, and yep. there's a little bit of stuff on her, but 
you know, it just kind of felt like that. So um, I wasn't really surprised at the end on this one as I was in the first one. And that's probably why I didn't like it as much as you guys did. I mean, I still rated the movie pretty closely to the other one here. And I like the movie. Um, there's definitely more killing in this one, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you get your you get your money's worth, uh, you know, quote unquote money's worth there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, the killer part here, I didn't. I didn't really see it as a, a surprise or uh, kind of a payoff for me just because I assumed it was her already. So, Yeah, I can understand that. And I know a lot of the times for James when he sees a film and he kind of already guessed it, it takes away that much from him. Yeah. So <laughs> I can imagine the same thing like, for you. Mickey's yeah. is the one where I didn't really understand. Like, I guess, you mean? Mickey just His wants motivation. to get famous from yeah. it all too. And it's funny because like, if anyone's a parent, I, th- I thought he was the most apparent because like he kind of disappears halfway yeah. through the movie. He does disappear. I was like, where yeah. did Timothy Oliphant's good-looking ass go, right? So I was like, man, <laughs> what did he disappear to? And then he shows up at the end. I'm like, oh, most attractive. Ghostface has to be attractive all the time, huh? There's always, always two there are. So. It's always handsome. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Speaking of all these these kills that these guys do, Marco, was there any kind of death that really stood out for you as one of your favorites? The only one that really stood out, it wasn't really like that gruesome to a point, was Randy's death because it was kind of shocking because he was one of the recurring characters. And so you think, oh, maybe he's going to be like a legacy character or whatnot. They're usually untouchable, but it, it raised the stakes in this and kind of made you feel like, oh, anyone could really die in this movie. And at the time, we didn't really know that there was going to be, you know, a full blown series. But still, it was kind of shocking. It was sad. I was, just, I was very sad by it. Yeah, yeah. The way the way he dies too is just like he's right there in front of the van, and then he like he baits the killer, and the killer just grabs him and pulls him into the van. And he's uh, struggling was, against him and shit. So I was like, oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. So um, that that one came out just because it was kind of sad, and uh, because he didn't really think that you know he was gonna die. So I will say this though, uh, it's kind of hard to believe. That uh, Miss Loomis could overpower any one of these people. I'm just uh, saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you have to suspend all this belief because every time the Ghostface Killer, it's sometimes it's not always the most obvious person, and there's a lot of times it's a girl that weighs a buck twenty. So you kind of just gotta like roll with it for these. Because and also looks too, really tall suddenly, but yeah, when she doesn't it, have the it mask is one on, of those it's things that short. you're supposed to just kind of roll with, just as a heads yeah. up. I mean, because well, they just see they're like on steroids or something. Movie, right? So it could have been him the whole time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times when somebody does that too, and I would have been just pushed him off. Although like, she did say she got killed by Randy. <laughs> yeah, she did say she killed Randy though. So Yeah, these. Yeah. Uh, I went into a deep dive on who the, is each killer, and it has been revealed up until uh, mostly the newest one is the one that and not everybody's too sure who is who on things like that. That's why, yeah. Um, whoopsies. I should probably not say that because that's kind of a spoiler. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of like certain people are at certain places, so it's not possible for them to have been there or the way that they're, I don't know, where they pop up afterwards, but, yeah. The fact that they disappear. One. Yeah, or they disappear happily. <laughs> the one that was gruesome to me was that pipe through the dude's fucking head in the car, The one of the officers. <laughs> God damn. That's oh, when yeah. I, I literally yeah. was like, whoa! Because, like, dude just gets impaled and the car goes fucking So dude. bad. Yeah. Like, Holy fuck! And then, again, that's another tense scene, right? Where they're trying to sneak out. I remember of that the scene. Officer, you know, like that was a big one. Yeah, pretty intense. Even Cece, really, as she's being like hunted throughout the house, the fratern- the uh, 
Yeah, the fraternity house. Sorority, and she sorority, like, yeah. sorority, oh, sorority house. house. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I don't know these terminologies. And uh, and she ends up, even though she actually falls out, like she gets thrown out the roof, you know, Friday the Thirteenth style. But still, like it was pretty Isn't fucking it gruesome. creepy though, Marco. Like the whole like being alone in a house, a big ass house, and you like you think you hear something. You're like, hello. Yeah, and I was like, they do a good job of the like you said earlier, Marco, like building tension and all the kills in these ones. All of these do a really good job with it. I'd say that much. They, they got to learn to lock doors. Like, don't do it after the fact. Lock the fucking door when people leave. <laughs> yeah, please. Hey, Sydney. <laughs> Sorry. What about you, Mikey? Was there uh, any kind of death that stood out for you? Uh, well, we already kind of talked about the like the opening scene, but that still is. I, I feel like a lot of the movies kind of have a really cool opening scene. Um, so I, I did like the opening scene here with the movie theater. I mean, it's like super over the top. Like people are like throwing popcorn all over the place and like yeah. jumping all over the place. And then there's death going right? on as well at the same time. So I really, it, while the kills weren't as cool, I, I still like the scene because of like what's going on around it. Um, Dude, so, I was yeah, like, Maureen, Marco's been through this before with some brandy. Candy. I was like, <laughs> you guys have all been into a movie theater <laughs> with that kind of rice. Just, J- you James know, likes rice so bad Uh, for John, <laughs> <laughs> all twelve viewer listeners, are like, what the fuck are these crackheads talking about? What, yeah. is, what, what are these fucking inside jokes? <laughs> we should have disclaimers. All right, so let's let's talk about our overall rating for this film. Uh, James, what what did you rate this overall? I give this one a four star. I know you guys aren't going to give it this high, but go fuck yourself. Uh, I th- go watch it if you're watching through them all. It's still a, it's still a fun watch, regardless of the yeah. the what you may think of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I gave it four stars as well. So I'm on the same page with you here, James. What about you, Marco? What were you, what was your score? Man, I I, I give it damn near a, a two and a half star. Yeah. So it was all right ju- for me. We're not judging you. Yeah, no, yeah judging. it was two and a half for me, man. <laughs> it, it didn't really do it for me. There are parts that I like about it, but um, but yeah. Once right. again, if they had cleaned it up in 4K, maybe we'd have different opinions. We don't fucking know, <laughs> maybe. man. Fuck. Why the fuck are you only do the first movie? Fuck. What about you, Mike? What was your score? Uh, so I kind of said I didn't like it as much, but uh, the things you guys said, like the the way it was shot, some of the scenes were really cool, a lot more killing, and it's a slasher film for always, so I still like the movie. Um, I gave yeah. it a three. So Very cool. Yeah. All right. All right. On to the third movie, Scream 3. California Women's Crisis Counseling. My name is Laura. How can I help oh, you? Laura, I do have a crisis. I've killed someone, Laura. Are you listening to me? Huh? Who is this? Just one question. Do you think it's over, Sydney? Do you? Whoever it is, is now taking credit for Marine Prescott's murder. But we know who killed Maureen Prescott. Billy Loomis and Stu Marker. I mean, they even told Sydney how they did it. Maybe there is a third killer. Guys, this was about cotton. We are not in any danger. We are not in any danger, says Candy, page 15. Who the fuck is this? Somebody who killed to know where Sydney Prescott is. This one came out in 2000. It's got a whopping Rotten Tomatoes score of 41%. So the plot of this one is while Sydney and her friends visit the Hollywood set of Stab 3, the third film based on the Woodsboro murders, another ghostface killer arises 
to terrorize them, and it's not an adult. Right now, that IMD description sounds like this is a fucking Scooby-Doo movie, and that is so (laughs) off. Just to let everyone know. I wrote that, and I was like, should I write my own? I was like, nah, we're good. So (laughs) It kind of does. This one is directed, again, by the legendary Wes Craven, who did Deadly Friend in 1986, The Serpent and the Rainbow in 1988, and Shocker in 1989. And I'm not saying Shocker. That is actually the name of the movie. Shocker. So this one was written by Aaron Kruger, who did The Ring in 2002, The Brothers Grimm in 2005, and randomly Transformers Dark of the Moon in 2011. Hmm. This is the first one not written by Kevin Williamson. Just let you know. Wow, look at that. So again, it was released in 2000, more specifically on April 4th. Not quite April Fool's Day. A few days off. So the returning characters for Screen 3 are Nev Campbell as Sydney, Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers, David Arquette returning as Dewey, a little more healed than the previous film too, <laughs> slightly. <laughs> he, he gets a little bit more healed in each movie, kind of, sort of. It's so weird. They don't need to explain it after up. this it's, and the third one onwards. Jamie Kennedy has a brief cameo in video form only in uh, rec- as his character Randy. Leif Schreiber returns as Cotton Weary for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because at this point he's done the Wolverine movies. I don't know. Or he's he had you know. not yet done that. <laughs> okay, never mind. But uh, yeah, they just keep trying to put Cotton into these movies. The new characters in this movie are Kelly Rutherford as Christine, Patrick Dempsey, the handsome Patrick Dempsey at that, as uh, Mark Kincaid, Scott Foley as Roman Bridger, Lance Her- Henriksen as John Milton, Josh Pice as Wallace, Dion Richmond as Tyson Fox, Matt Kiesler as Tom Prince, Jenny McCarthy, Jenny McCarthy, excuse me, as Sarah Darling, Emily Mortimer as Angelina Tyler, Parker Posey as Jennifer Jolie, and Patrick Warburton as Stephen Stone. Wow, it's quite a lot of new characters. I didn't even didn't even notice all of them. So me either. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. Let, let's start with our guest, Mikey. Uh, what were your initial thoughts of Scream 3? I mean, overall, this I think this is the weakest one. But that being said, <laughs> there are some things that I do like about it. I mean, you said one thing already, uh, like the, the additional characters. Like, you don't really even get to know half of them. And so you don't even care if they die. You're like, okay, they're just there. You know, it's not It a felt deal. a little overstuffed, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so that's one thing I didn't like about it. But there are some good things, I thought, at least came out of the third one is like the three like main returning characters really did get some really good character progression in this one. So like Sydney got closure, like Dewey got the girl, right? And then Gail actually like her attitude kind of changes and you kind of get a little bit more relatable to her. Yeah. So I feel like that's some kind of redeeming qualities, but I mean overall it's I mean I didn't I didn't really I mean, I thought the movie was kind of slow, pacing was kind of off a little bit. Um just overall just wasn't as good as some of the other films. Makes sense. Yeah. Let's move on to James. What did you think of Scream 3? So this, yeah, I agree with Mike. This is probably the lowest one on my list here. Scream 3, even when it first came out, was, this is, I mean, this is the only rotten one, too, out of all of them. And it's yeah. one of those movies where... Surprising. They, there's too many characters, man, truth be told. Like, all the actors in the Stab movie are, like, pretty much, I could have done without any of them, really. They're all kind of... You know, they're like interchangeable. Like they're just names to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, there's the one that's like well, they're like supposed to be like Gail and the one that's supposed to be like Sydney and it's they're the two that probably get the most out of it. 
outside of um, you know, eventually we find out this killer. I don't. I th- they were I nothing hate... but cannon fodder for the killer, really. Yeah, and I mean, as a heads up, this happened like the the kills in this one were toned down actually from the second one because of Columbine. So that's why a lot of these ones are just people getting stabbed. That's it. There's nothing really much outside of that in this one. Right. So the kills in this one were toned down. There's less blood in this one too, as opposed to the second film. Uh, I agree with Mikey. The pacing is really off too. I felt like this one runs the longest, even though it's like it shouldn't, right? It's like what the hell. So, I mean, for the most part, there's. I mean, I like Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the reveal of the killer this one is fucking ridiculous too. And I'm like, okay, we're retconning yeah. some shit. So, <laughs> just a little uh, bit and then I gotta I gotta bring it up the ghost mom thing with Marine like showing up was so fucking random so weird man. it's that like was, they tried to go like what uh, that was Friday the Nightmare 13th on part Elm 6 or 7 was, yeah that was the Nightmare on Elm Street shit for me technically so if you want to think of like oh if you're going Friday the 13th what 7 I think where she's seeing the Carrie one whatever yeah. the Carrie one is you know yeah so it was dumb. so random I'm like it, it takes away from the um the overall tone of the films, like nothing like that ever has happened with some supernatural shit. Now she's seeing visions of her mom. I'm like, um, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> it might have worked as a dream scene, right? They could have saved it. Yeah, but they did like, like seven but dream they didn't scenes. Do that. Yeah. So. True. Yeah. They, it was a little too much. And I agree, Mikey. If, if it was more like a dream sequence, that would have made more sense. But it was like she was really seeing that shit. And she gets called out on it too later on in the scene. I was like, what the fuck is that? Okay. Anyway. The bill. (laughs) Well, what did you think of Scream Three? Yeah, I mean, it was a film that really. It was like it was was a movie. (laughs) Yeah, it was a movie. It was like I loved it. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty bad. The deaths were were meh, and it was an interesting plot because it really went for the meta thing with them being on the movie set and showing this, and you can tell that they were trying to end it with the trilogy, especially with how the film ended and the big set piece of the old home and all that, and like, okay. There were some, so there were some interesting themes that he was trying to go for with it, but yeah, there's just too many characters. You didn't really care about any part of the deaths. There was unlike, especially for me coming from the previous film where you like really did linger on some of these deaths. There was a lot more tension. These just kind of happened and you moved on to the next thing. You know, I'll say the only there one wasn't that cared even about like an Bill was like yeah. maybe Cotton's death in the beginning of the movie. Like he's the big right. kill in the beginning, so that was kind of like oh shit. It kind of like resonates with me, like the Randy kill of the last one. So I was like, well, maybe mm-hmm. anybody can die again, you know? So yeah, yeah, mm. that was, and that was probably one of the best kills in the film, to be honest. They didn't know that um, he could uh, regenerate, though. He was coming back. I saw it. I was like, he has the, he has the weapon <laughs> X gene. He's surviving. What is he doing? He he's like a Spartan, him. just waiting for that shield. He's, he's just. Had, go- he's got adamantium <laughs> in him. That's I was like, beep, 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 beep. Oh shit! <laughs> it can video game effects. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean, I wasn't I was, the the motivation for the killer and all that. It's just it was it was it's very so subpar. weak. I was like, Jesus yeah, Christ. it's so bad. So. I uh, personally thought this movie was fucking horrible, and man, e- even just the beginning, like it w- just seemed kind of off for some reason. The tone just seemed off. It didn't it didn't feel menacing. It didn't feel threatening. There was no like thrill to it at all yeah they killed cotton but i'm like i don't give a shit they didn't really make me care about this guy anyway so why should i care that he dies i don't I know why was... I, I liked cotton by the way i don't know why 
I always have. I don't yeah, know. He, he felt like he was always like having his hand out. Like, can I get mine? Can I get mine? Well, like, dude, yeah, fuck he off, was man. falsely accused and imprisoned for three years. I, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. He's not the only one in America that happens to, though. Come on, man. Like, whatever. Well, bro, fuck we're me. talking about Scream here, guys. Come yeah. On. <laughs> yeah, but Screamer. even in the universe, he can't be the only one who's falsely accused. So, I mean, and I'm pretty sure that he's he's living pretty well. So, it's, you got your own fucking talk show. What else talk do you want? Show. It's kind of shows yeah. where he branched off from the ending of the second film, basically. Which is what he wanted. Yeah, he wanted the fame, yeah. which is what he ended up getting in this one. I, 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 I kind of liked how... The killer was manipulating, you know, his girlfriend to kill him and stuff. And I'm like, it's like, you guys don't have anything where you guys can tell it's you. Anyway, whatever. The uh, the the voice box thing, it's kind of weird how he's trying to like impersonate like other other people and stuff with it. Like, it, it kind of threw me off. It doesn't even exist today, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I kind of like the here? the old school where it's just you know it, it's the voice, you know, and that's it. The whole like yeah. using different yeah. voices thing, I think, was kind of cheesy. Uh, the deaths was, were. I was like, was this Mission Impossible like... Two era? Yeah, <laughs> but it, that's what I thought. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, dude, this is out, so right? fucking MI two. He, also, he, ta- he takes off his face, and the ghost face killer mask is right underneath. <laughs> Tom Cruise, I'm the killer. Sorry, my. You look saying? over. The fucking tongue is just sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> anyway, movie again. Yeah. No, I'll just saying, like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's hard not to see the, the the similarities. This one actually, it felt like it couldn't take itself serious, and like uh, really one of the only parts I really liked is when Sydney is in the fake version of her house and she's kind of having flashbacks of uh, you know Billy going into her room and stuff. But um, I mean, none none, none of the freaking uh, kills ever stood out stood out for me. Like I know James, you mentioned one, but did anything else stand out for you as far as like the killings go? Uh, not really. I, I actually have to look him up. I'm like, <laughs> like, like I said, all they <laughs> did was all they did was just stab him and stuff. Um, Mikey, real quick, what were you saying? By the way, we cut you off. Oh, oh my like, god. I mean, I can I can go through it to uh kind of work it into like this one too here. So I was just gonna say I kind of liked the voice thing at the very beginning because he used it to make it sound like he was Cotton, and then his True. girlfriend was like, oh okay. So I, I kind of see where they were going with it. They just didn't do it very well later on in the movie. But the very first they overused kill it, if that anything, he did, right? yeah, they 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 should have just kind of limited it a little bit. But yeah, that first kill was kind of cool because he used it in a really clever way. Um, so that's that's all I was gonna say here, and that kind of loops into what we were talking about, anyways. Um, one kill that I did think though that I thought was kind of cool uh, was the one behind the one way mirror. It kind of built mm. a little bit more suspense because she was like slammed against the mirror and stuff like that. To a point, um, and but it kind of built a little bit. I mean, I didn't I didn't like that character though. <laughs> It yeah, was I mean, kind of like any of the characters really. Like, I'm um, like Sydney you know. now. I've stolen a mask. I just thought they did a better job with that kill, like building suspense, than they yeah. did yeah. with anything else that happened in the movie. And there's, so. I mean, there's still quite a few kills, but it's just like, just like you don't care. Do we you care? Okay. Yeah. Then Bill, anything stand out for you for the kills? No, honestly, I, I was going to say the same as Mikey. That was probably the one that may have stood out the most of the film. Um, the first one with Cotton was probably the most eventful, but that's also because of the fact that he was a character that carried on from the other films. But yeah, there, a lot of them, they just, they didn't really have that same kind of feeling as from the previous two films. If anything, Scream yeah. 3 is a comedy. 
I laughed yeah, exactly. the most during Scream 3 than I did out of any of them. I was like, <laughs> that, he's That's right. why I thought that was fucking random and out of nowhere. But anyway, even, yeah. even the cameos were weird. What did you guys think about the Jay, the Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> fucking cameo in so Carrie Fisher? Weird. Random. Dude, there's Carrie no Fisher. way I knew that was Carrie Fisher when I was a kid, by the way. That was weird. Isn't that wow. weird? That was genuinely weird. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah, I didn't wow. remember that happening. Yeah. I don't remember I that scene. Carrie Fisher when was I saw that. Yeah, I, saw I was like, did, did Wes Craven knew a lot of people. That's why he, he was always able to get a lot of these cameos. Even in the second movie, there's a ton of cameos in that uh, film class. Oh, I'm sure know? people wanted to work with him, too, even if it was just a small part. Like a five-second so. role. They have like one of the yeah. kids from Dawson's Creek in the fucking second movie, right? And he's just like, oh, this is the movies I don't like. Like, shut up. So Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was so random. Everything about this yeah. movie was fucking random. It felt like they didn't know what direction or what tone they wanted to go with this one. So, yeah. That being said... Let's go into our ratings here. Starting with our guest again, Mikey. What would you rate this movie? Uh, you know, wait, before do we do ratings, star. though, can we talk oh, about wait. the killer real quick? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I guess we didn't reveal like, the killer. Yeah, we so, should probably get into that first. Yeah. <laughs> the killer is <laughs> revealed. Bad it is. He's yeah. Like, oh, don't even worry about it. Because like, like, this fine. movie didn't fucking ha- leave that much of an impact. So <laughs> the killer is revealed to be none. The the freaking bastard son i guess of uh uh of sydney's mom so what did you guys think about that twist i mean obviously i didn't give a shit which is why i almost skipped it completely because this movie really left no impact on me it's such a stretch to bring that out and it's like really like half brother this is and they try to tie it all together it's like you know what happened when they revealed him i said who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even remember who the fuck he was. I was like, like oh, oh yeah, he's fu- a director I was like, or some shit, right? Fuck? Yeah. yeah, he's a director, but I was like, who the fuck is this? I was like, is this a new character? <laughs> Why are they introducing somebody 15 minutes before the movie ends? And Did you guys know that I actually, the whole movie, as I was rewatching this, I thought it was fucking Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, I think the, the whole they time, were all leading it I, I to make it too. seem like it was him. As soon as they it showed the him, I said, hairy. oh. Then I was like, oh, I remember. Well, it's always He's, the beautiful uh, man, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, got to be the good looking guy. <laughs> um, I thought immediately, I was like, oh, it's Patrick Dempsey. I remember this. And then when they showed the other guy, I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> he said, what? T- truthfully, man, I forgot who the fuck he was too. And I was like, who is this guy? Cause so, like, yeah. and, then they're, and then they retcon stuff by like, oh, because he tried to reach out to Sydney's mom. To uh, like, oh, I'm your son, but she was rejected because City's mom was just like, I'm a player. I'm out here just. Yeah, I got hell side guys. What are you talking about? And then <laughs> she said, and I quote, "That part of me is dead, or whatever." And I'm like, uh, so then wow. he filmed her doing all her like she was just hoeing around fucking Woodsboro, right? Like just sleeping around, and then like he's the one that showed the videos to Billy, which led Billy to start the killings in the first movie. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess, right? Mike, sure. Mikey, what, what are your thoughts on that? Mikey just gave us a it was yeah question mark yeah that's that's all I had to say I mean it, it takes away the the yeah. uh the mastermindness of uh the first one right I totally made yeah, up I mean, that word the other ones I mean the other ones set the precedent right of hey there was two killers and that doesn't yeah. have to be two killers right but th- at least some kind of twist on it on, on stuff you've seen in the movie, like this one, I, I, someone said, I don't remember who, but it kind of comes out of left field. Like you don't really like, uh, I don't know. You're like, I just, who is Roman Bridger? Is that the, is that the guy from Fast and Furious? Who is this? 
<laughs> like you would have thought this was made by somebody else, right? It wasn't was Craven. Like he wasn't available. Well, is, I mean, it is the studio is there. It is the different writer, different writer, yeah. But but was Craven still is very much the director. It was you know signed off on the script, and it seems like compared to the other two films, he just signed off on going somewhere completely different. Especially after this, and then you go into the fourth film where it kind of comes back a bit to form. Like it's it seems odd that his his decision to go this direction is especially for the reveal of the killer which again just <clears throat> was a was ridiculous and un- unnecessary to be honest they could have just yeah. made it a senseless motivation as everything else to be. i will say Seriously. only time it's only one killer too though so yeah 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 trying to change things up so now that we've gone over that uh the killer was such a letdown and forgettable <laughs> to the point really where killer. we almost skipped this section completely because, you know, you just never what good does it do? Just profusely, yeah. too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even care. She's like, <laughs> took the mask pull off, your brother, I'm First thing you. I noticed, he was just sweating. I was like, God, wipe your face off, man. Fuck. <laughs> it's me, Sydney. And I was like, uh, who, who are you guys? Who are guy you? number seven? Who are you, bro? <laughs> Mixed tones, underwhelming killer, forgettable killer at that. Let's get into our ratings now, finally. Mikey, what do you rate Scream 3? So I was going to give it one star, uh, but then they had the Randy scene where he come, brings them all back, so I gave it a half <laughs> star extra for that, for bringing the cameo back <laughs> yeah. for that guy. So he got one and a half stars. Oh, man. Uh, James, what do you rate this movie? I, technically, I gave it a three, actually, on my letterbox. Uh, Holy it's, fuck. It's hilarious. This movie's funny as hell, so... I, I want what he's smoking right now. It's still entertaining, though. That's what I'm going to get at. Even though it's so bad shit crazy, this is one of those movies, it's so bad, it's almost good. And truth but be you told, might as well watch Scary Movie at that point. Yeah, but it's also like... But the first Scary like Movie Like I said, I've never... I think it is a whole... The Scream franchise is pretty solid, and this is, yeah, yeah, the worst one, but it's just... I don't know. It's just funny. Fuck. <laughs> I will say, like, the last third of the movie, there's, like, a ton of killing. Like, is, this the one, is this the one where Dewey gets the, the end, knife basically. thrown at him and it hit the back end, the handle hits him instead, right? Yeah, I think yeah. this one, yeah. Yeah. Is it? I thought it was the next. I got I get these confused. There you go. Hands down. Thanks. Hilarious. <laughs> so also has a random house exploding, but you know that that was yeah, I guess which, which may or may not have happened. We don't we no, don't I swear, I'll not find the fucking YouTube sure, though. We're like, mm, maybe, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Shit. The Bill, what do you what do you rate this movie? I gave this a two and a half stars and and yeah, it's the worst of the franchise, I think, but is it the worst horror film or slasher film I've ever seen? No, I've seen I've seen worse. Yeah, but no. It's, it's just not, yeah. especially I know James has seen much worse. But this is a it's just a bit ridiculous from the from the franchise standpoint what they did with it, but you know, and it, it but it was funny. I'll give James is right in that. They they went a little bit more with some of the silliness of of what was going on, uh, especially the killer. The killer he 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 himself was a bit of a buffoon, anyways. Like the guy who masterminded this for years after the fact. It's like hmm, this is the best you could do. So so uh, yeah, two and a half stars. It was all right. Yeah, um, I'm with Mikey on this. I gave it one and a half stars. It's man, it was kind of rough to get through through this one. So. Only thing that was worth it is I saw it with good company, but, you know, trash in the movie made it kind of fun. So I agree with James there, but not enough to give it, you know, more than a star and a half. I mean, I would probably watch it still with uh, with some drinks and trash the shit out of it, but. Let's move on now to Scream 4. Here 
Here's my Winsboro Massacre anniversary question. What is your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? One generation's tragedy is the next one's joke. What is your favorite scary movie, man? I'll show you. This week marks the anniversary of the infamous Woodsboro murders. Local celebrity victim, Sydney Prescott, chose to return to her hometown. Welcome home, Sydney. Watch the preview of coming events. What do you want? Who is this? He's trying to do ghost face. I'm standing in the closet. The Scream 4 released in 2011. It is a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. The IMDb description is 10 years have passed and Sidney Prescott, now the author of a self-help book, returns home to Woodsboro on the last stop of her book tour. There she reconnects with Sheriff Dewey and Gail, who are now married, as well as their cousin, Jill, and her aunt Kate. Unfortunately, Sidney's appearance also brings about the return of Ghostface, putting Sidney, Gail, and Dewey, along with Jill, her friends, and the whole town of Woodsboro in danger. This is uh, actually Wes Craven's final film because he died from uh, brain cancer shortly after this. So uh, he also directed 1991, So People Under Stairs, New Nightmare in 94, and Red Eye in 2005. Uh, Kevin Williamson returns to write this one because he uh, also scripted Scream 1 and 2. It's released on April 15th, 2011. And returning characters, not a lot because they're all dead. So Nev Campbell comes back as Sydney, Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. It's actually Gail Weathers Riley in this one, and then David Arquette is Dewey. Uh, the new characters we have Britt Robertson as Marnie Cooper, Amy Teagarden as Jenny Randall, Allison Brie as Rebecca Walters, Hayden Panettiere as Kirby Reed, Emma Roberts as Jill Roberts, Marielle Jaffe as Olivia Morris, Marley Shelton as Deputy Judy Hicks, Eric Knudsen as Robbie Mercer, Rory Culkin as Charlie Walker, Nico Torella as Trevor Sheldon, Anthony Anderson randomly as Deputy Perkins, and Adam Brody randomly is hooked to as Deputy Hoss. I was like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Hilarious to both of them. Yeah. So I'm going to start with you. Back to you now, Nabil, on this one. What did you think about Scream 4? It was it was definitely better than the last one. <laughs> so uh, I enjoyed it. It it still had its, its a bit of its quirks, but um, especially, again, the reveal at the end, which I won't we won't go into dress quite yet, but it's it's a uh, does kind of come back a bit to form about the kills, and there's, there's a lot more kills in this film, and it's a little bit more gory in that sense, and there was a lot more unexpected twists on you know who was who was going to be killed and how, and you know the the plot itself was was okay. It's nice that they went back to Woodsboro. I enjoyed that and having them kind of relive some of the same tropes of where they were and what they were doing. But um I don't know. I thought it was it wasn't the strongest entry, but it just wasn't um it's hard to say because it's not it wasn't the the best film of the franchise, but at the same time I felt like it was different. Different enough to be able to stand on its own, you know, and kind of it was a better sequel that Scream 3 probably should have been. So Definitely. Uh, what did you think, Mikey? Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of echo a little bit of what he said here. I did like a lot of the new characters they brought in. This is like the first time they like brought in some people that I actually like wanted to keep around and actually cared about a little bit. Uh, I really liked the killer twists at the end. Uh, I thought it was really well done. Plus, you get a little bit of action afterwards. Um, and I 
assuming we're going to get into that a little bit later here, yeah. a little bit further. But, uh, you know, I just really like that whole like end part of the killer and everything that happened after that. Um, I thought they did a really good job with that. Um, they brought back like the whole like metaverse kind of thing, right? It's like, we're like, they're, they're a slasher film parody kind of thing, but still keeping it semi-serious like the other films did other than three. Yeah. So yeah, I, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was really well done. Um, you know, it's a little bit later than the other ones, so it's a little bit amped up a little bit because, well, it's a little bit later in time. They have better technology, effects, and that kind of stuff are just a little bit better. So I liked it overall. I thought it was really good. Uh, what about you, Marco? <sighs> it was all right. I, I felt like this movie still struggled tonally where it didn't know what it wanted to do, whether it wanted to be like a comedy or horror some scenes seemed pretty dark and violent, like the killings, like the the other parts seemed like, you know, a parody of itself. Uh, Mikey mentioned the beginning and how they it's, it becomes meta and it's like one intro after another after another. You know, have you seen the new Stab movie? And then, you know, it, it, it kind of psychs you out into, you know, what's the real movie and what's not. And I felt like that sort of took me out of the, the movie experience. Like, I get what they were trying to do, but I don't think that that was done horribly. It almost felt like uh, Wes Craven felt like he was being forced to come out with these sequels rather than, like, he wanted to do them. So that's the impression that I got with most of the movie. The killings were pretty cool, but uh, once the killers were revealed, I was like, mm, could you have really taken that person down? Mm, I don't think you could. Once again, the motives were pretty dumb, too. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, but see, man, <laughs> Mike Myers it, it was just—it was just fifty times, and we just okay, I guess. He's it was really hard to, uh, yeah, it was just really hard to kind of get you know behind, you know, the 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 plot of the movie and everything that happened. It it had like uh, a a good, I guess, start of the premise with. Sydney returning back to her hometown and then being haunted by this past, but everything else that came out of it was just sort of trash for me, honestly. I love this movie, just to let you guys know. I think this is actually probably like my second favorite one, truth be told. I like that I it, it's very meta with like how this one addresses at the time, like technology, 2011, with streaming, and then it's also lightly touches on like what a remake slash reboot is supposed to kind of go over, which is even more certified in the fifth movie, by the way. So I actually agree with Mikey. I liked a lot of the characters in this one. There's a few that like die that I was like, damn, kind of wish they would stick around like, you know, Kirby and such like that. I think Hayden Panettiere is really good in this movie. Um, same, same with Alison Brie. I really liked her character too. And, um, the, yeah. And then the, the kills too in this one are just, they're ramped up. I mean, there's a point at where they, look across and like um Jill's friend is getting like brutally fucking murdered in the other room and it's like yeah fuck you know so I thought that, that scene I, was pretty cool that was yeah, a really I, good I think it scene. shot really well too like uh, sh- scene wise with this how this shut up and it still does a good job like with Nev Campbell Courtney Cox and doing this one too and it's kind of shows you like you know we, we we talk about character progression and it, ultimately it's character progression from this point going forward too so I will say this. Yeah. Uh, the the fact that these characters have grown together over the years and they come back, you know, uh, damn near a decade later and still have that same chemistry. I think that worked in the movie. Yeah. So I, I agree yeah. with you there, James. 
Um, so the the killers, just a little everybody know, they are revealed to be Jill and Charlie, because it's revealed that Jill and Charlie committed the murders as part of the remake of the first murders. Jill did this because she's been angry at Sydney her whole life, that jealous of all the fame that she's gotten, and that people only know her as Sydney's cousin for surviving all that stuff. And then the uh, two intended to frame Trevor as Ghostface as well. And they forgot to mention this because Charlie is a Culkin, so he's just weird to begin with. So, um, <laughs> so I know it didn't work for you, Marco, but Mikey, did this work? For, you said you did like the uh, reveal. I really like this one, actually. I thought it was one of the better ones. Uh, I mean, like, I didn't personally, I didn't expect it to be Jill. So when they brought it out, then it was it was kind of shocking at first. And then later on, like, you see how crazy she is. She's like, fucking nuts, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. like, you kind of you get a little bit of it in the other movies, uh, like the first two. You kind of get a little bit of that crazy, but it's just a little bit. Like, this one, you go, like, full-on crazy, at least in my opinion. That's how I felt. It was inspired by um, Emma Roberts, just, you know. <laughs> just look at us. Yikes. So, yeah. See, she didn't have to reach too so, far, guys, from the sound of it. So. <laughs> Jesus. But, yeah. So, I mean, you see the you see that. So, I, I really like the reveal that they had. Um, it kind of played a little bit on the first one as well, which I really liked, uh, mm-hmm. as we just talked about a little bit ago. Um, so, it had all the same elements. So that, like it was already said, here's Amped Him Up. So, it was just really... I just thought, overall, it was just a really good film. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And I liked the reveal a lot. Yeah, what about you, Mark? I know it didn't work for you. Is it just, uh, did it seem like it was out of left field? Just, just a little bit. I just, man, I, I don't think that, that she would have been able to to tackle all those people down and, and, and do all those killings. Obviously, God, she Tim, wasn't. Mark, just roll with it. You gotta roll <laughs> Dude, with it. Dude, I'm like, no, no fucking way. Can her, she was like freaking petite. One of her, if it was one of her other friends, then, then yeah, like. But that's why it's supposed to make you think, like, okay, dude, they're just crazy. Think of them as like, um, like Mike Myers shouldn't be able to survive falling out of a roof or getting shot in the head. But right, but he's a fucking big happens. dude, you know, like, it, like, whoa, 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 let's not judge people like, here. Like if, <laughs> like if Jill, if Jill was actually like, if she was like five eight, five ten, like a little bit taller, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can believe that. Like her friend who died from across the street would have been more believable. Truth be told. At know, first, I, I was like, "Oh man!" Was saying, no, right? I, I, like, know, you, I know, I you know. The but movie's kind of ground. It's kind of grounded compared to a lot of slasher films. Like this is like real people are like killing other be, people. The whole, you know, could so, be anyone, right? I so. kind of see what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. kind of. I, I just, yeah, I just couldn't get behind it, man. I was like, "There's, there's, there's no way," and it's just, there's no way with her small frame. There's no way. Even Rory Culkin, like taking out the football player, I was just like, "No freaking way, dude." That that could happen, but um, I guess for me, I always view it as like I don't really think of the person underneath the mask. I just think of it as like this ghost face. I mean, but see, once yeah. the reveal, Seriously. then then, the then it's hard not to see that. I w- I will say this: I do like the fact that Sydney is progressively fights back in each sequel. Like she yeah. fights back more and more and comes back harder. She's a survivor, which too, you know, so. yeah, and it, it's kind of a, a akin to the Halloween franchise. Where, um, you know, same thing, you know, the character comes back and, you know, is able to fight off Michael Myers a little bit better, you know, through each sequel. Sometimes. Sometimes. At least with the newer sequels. Which timeline are we looking at here for, oh, yeah. The 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 newer ones. The old ones? No. Yeah. So, I kind of like that where it gives Sydney that respect where it's like, she's been through this, 
you know, like, yeah, the killer is able to, you know, one up her, but still she's able to hold her own. So I did like that. I do agree that some of the killings are pretty brutal and I do like that. Those parts are enjoyable. And there are some, it does make the characters slightly more likable as opposed to the previous one where they're all just cannon fodder. And you're like, I don't give a shit about these people. You, you learn a little bit more about them. Like the, the filmmakers, you know, you'll, you know, they're, they're obsessed with movies. Obviously one of them turns out to be one of the killers, but still you kind of sympathize with them a little bit. Maybe it's because I review movies. I don't know why, but <laughs> that I could kind of relate to. But aside from all that, um, yeah, it didn't really hit. Uh, what about you, Nabil? Did you know who the killer was going to be when you first saw it? I'm assuming no, because sometimes you get confused. No. But, yeah, I, uh, get, I get a little confused. You yeah, know me. Who you is know, it? I was like, oh, look, it's Joe. Is, it so, um, is Dewey the killer? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't realize it was going to be Joe. At first, I did think at the beginning of the film, but it kind of got through, thrown off throughout the movie. And so I was like, oh, maybe it really isn't her. And then... Is this like realized. the rewatch of it, or did you know, like originally rewatching it? You knew, right? Re- no, the, watching it again. This, I think this may be the second or third time I've oh, seen this film. So I knew. It I forgot like, about oh, it. Yeah, this bitch. Yeah. So, so um, I did. I did kind of forget what, what was going to happen in this film because um, it's been a while since I've watched it. But it's it's. I know, Marco, you're you're not suspending belief, <laughs> but I kind of agree with James in the sense of. You know, Ghostface is Ghostface. So, because if you if you go down that rabbit hole, then yeah, you're the the people that are actually the killers. And a lot of them, except for maybe in the first film, really exactly um, aren't really going to be the killers when they're going after these. Other I mean, people, these especially guys magically pop up film. spots too. Like, How is he in the same room on the phone and nobody hears him while also on the phone? Yeah, in know. the closet too. You know, like, yeah, you're in like the okay, you got <laughs> to yeah, yeah, yell. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, you turn around. Bitch, are you in the closet? Uh, no. I huh? think that Charlie was was a good kind of uh, twist in there, though, compared to you know, like after retrospect watching it and seeing it, you know, Emma Roberts like I should have probably got that already, but you know me. No, I, bit, I, I, didn't, uh, I forgot it was him but, too. I thought it was a, like, yeah, but was Charlie like, was a good kind of throw in there. Fuck, yeah, yeah. For, especially with chill, him though. and Hayden Panettiere, and then like just the whole thing is like it's too late. <laughs> thing was like, Why yeah, I forgot late? about that part. I was like, not. oh. Well then, shit. Also, the way they reveal him is actually pretty good too. Yeah, because it's like, oh, it tricked you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like <laughs> shit, and I was like, okay, I forgot about that yeah. whole part. So. That was that was a good death. I, I know we haven't gotten quite to that part yet, but I, I actually thought that that was a pretty pretty awesome way to reveal him, and then also to see her healed off because it's like a multiple betrayal and then a twist going on there at the same time. Like, oh, that's good. It, it, the cool thing is, I think um, Hayden Panettiere's character. Uh, is was probably the most liked out of all the new ones, right? Yeah, at the time. and I don't really like yeah. her in a lot of things, to be honest. But she was really good in this film. Yeah, uh, at the time, Wes Craven had actually revealed most likely she was still actually alive. Just to let you know. So, oh, really? uh, but it can't ever be technically like proven. I guess you know what I mean. So it's like mm. I wonder if this was happening. So if you actually look at my list, she's not on the list. So just to let you know. So. Because at the time he had actually confirmed more than likely because he was thinking of two more movies afterwards, unfortunately, but then he got really sick. So um, he was going to roll with this kind of crew going forward as like kind of like the new people. And uh, apparently Kirby would have been like revealed that she survived or something like that. So the final girl, (laughs) the new one, she's like, I with the raspy voice, I'm in heroes. So she, 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 uh, you know, regenerated herself like her character, the cheerleader in there. Anyways, <laughs> everybody forgets about heroes. 
Um, so yeah, that's Scream. Uh, I mean, did any of the kills stand out to you guys then, Mikey? Uh, no, I, I, mean, I like the, I like Jill's, uh, because they did the whole clear thing with the, <laughs> yeah, the defibrillator, right? I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, it's kind of silly. Like, and just buying brought time. Me back to like when Jason picks up the sleeping bag and uses it as like a bat against the tree <laughs> yeah. and brought those vibes back a little bit. So yeah. I liked it. That's like a brutal one, actually. Uh, Marco, did any of the kills stand out for you? Uh, I was going to say, yeah, Jill's because it's kind of brutal to to use those things to kind of like fry her brain. I thought Dude, it was kind of fucked up. Like, she still survives. Yeah, I think she, she comes back from that too. Yeah, yeah right? she they jumps up right and then yeah. Yeah. does the they trope of Randy. That was pretty... like the killer always comes back. And then Sydney just right. blasts her in the head. Uh, for also, me... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nubel. Or Marco. I was going to say, does anybody really feel like uh, Sydney has a really fucked up family between her half-brother, her cousin, her fucking, you know, crazy... Boy, promiscuous mother it's her, it's mother, her curse yeah. 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 it's like her quote unquote curse that's her weight that she has to but the door was uh, open at the end of the third movie so that means she had closure man. sorry <laughs> I just brought up the third film real quick I did like the, the I think the someone brought it up but uh, the betrayal Rory Culkin's character Charlie Walker was really yeah. good because it's almost it, it. she Jill almost completes what was going to happen in the original which is Billy was going to betray his friend and frame him basically. And I think they, right. they mentioned it in, a, in the retcon of the fourth one where it's like, Oh, or the third one, he was going to, you know, leave a Patsy and, you know, betray his friend. So true. And he was going to, uh, he was going to say Trevor, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Man. I think the coolest one was uh deputy Perkins getting stabbed in the head, played by Anthony Anderson. Oh. And then he comes out of the car, the car and he's trying to <laughs> still like take swings. I think that scene is like yeah. brutal, dude. Also, can I say, like, I didn't really, uh, this is like the first one, I believe this is this one, uh, where like the first scene is just like a bunch of stab movies, right? Is that the Yeah, one? that's what Marco talked yeah. about. Yep. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. what brought so, me like, out of it. I didn't like that compared to like Neither the previous I. ones I where like they had like a full on scene. I, I, I mean, like doing it once is ones. fine, but doing it three times, yeah. like, Jesus fucking yeah. Christ, come on. And then what did somebody bring Agreed. up? Saw, they're watching they're, Stab 7 has the beginning of Stab 6 in it? That doesn't make any fucking sense. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean that is their like cameos though, right? They have uh, yeah. uh, the all the up and coming stars of the time, and half of them I was like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh okay, they have like Anna Paquin and stuff like that. I was like, okay, right. that's random. Forgot she was probably the best fucking. cameo in my opinion for this film. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Mikey, what would you rate uh, Scream for? Uh, give this one three and a half. I thought it was pretty good. It's to me just as good if not better than the first one nice uh so yeah three and a half for me and marco what do you give scream for the acting was definitely better in this one i'll give it that the characters were slightly a little bit better i you know i don't really like it i trashed it a lot so i'll give it a half a star more than my the previous one so two stars and uh Nabil, what would you uh, rate scream for i gave this a three three stars and uh, for me, I would give this a three and a half stars. I thought it was very entertaining, a return of form. And as the late, great Wes Craven's last film, got to give him a little bump there, too. So. All right. And last up, Scream 2022. Also, uh, Scream 5, unofficially. Believe me, I know. They always come back. The killer is a part of something in the past. This one just feels different. You're all in danger. Mom? Well, Sydney. 
have seen this movie before. Not this movie. You said we were gonna finish this. Go finish it, Sydney. As a 76% Rotten Tomato score, 25 years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost face emerges, and Sidney Prescott must return to uncover the truth. Very simple premise, basically what happens in the film. <laughs> this is directed by Matt bettinelli Olpin, who's done Devil's Do and Ready or Not, as well as Tyler Gillette, who's also done Devil's Do and Ready or Not, they did together. Um, this is, of course, the first film without Wes Craven since he's passed. It was also written by James Vanderbilt, who did Zodiac, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man in 2012, and White House Down, as well as Guy Busick for Ready or Not and Castle Rock as well. He's written. So this just came out. It's currently only in theaters uh, as of this recording. January 14th is when it came out of this year. So we do have a few of those returning characters back in this film. Nev Campbell comes back as Sydney. Courtney Cox comes back as Gail Weathers. David Arquette. Arquette, sorry, returns as Dewey, and Marley Shelton comes back as Sheriff Judy Hicks. Uh, some of the new characters, Melissa Barrera as Sam Carpenter, Jenna Ortega as Tara Carpenter, Dylan Manette as Wes Hicks, Jack Quaid as Richie Kirsch, Jasmine Savoy Brown as Mindy Meeks Matten, Mason Gooding as Chad Meeks Martin, Sonia Amar as Liv McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Mike so Madsen is the spell check is killing you, boys. <laughs> Mikey Madsen. Oh fuck. Mikey Madsen as Amber Freeman and Kyle Gellner as Vince Schneider. Now, as a reminder to everybody, since this is a new film, we're not going to spoil anything first. We're just going to go over the general premise and our thoughts on the movie and give you our rating. And then we'll jump into spoiler section afterwards for those of you that have not had a chance to see it yet or are waiting for it to stream. So we don't roll too, ruin too much for you and you don't have to worry about the big reveal. You can uh, listen to this. So with that said, let's start with our guest, Mikey. Uh, what were your thoughts about the movie? Overall, I liked it a lot. They really kind of amped up the suspense and the scary in this one, I think, at least. Compared to the other ones, I feel like there was just like a lot of scenes where it's more creepy than it was in the last ones. Uh, so I like that part of it. Um, there's a good balance of like old characters and new characters. So I kind of like that aspect of things, too. Um, there were some relationships I didn't really like too much. Um, some kind of stuff, there, which we'll go to a little bit of spoilers side. But overall, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I thought they did a good job, uh, like kind of, you know, rebooting again. I guess is uh, the thing that they would do here. Um, a requel. And they did a, yeah, a requel. <laughs> yeah. Requel. It's kind of the whole thing again, right? So they kind of touch on like just like the other ones. They kind of the whole meta of everything again. They kind of reach out to like what's happening in the world and that kind of stuff too a little bit. Um, so it kind of just brings it back just true to form, like it has been for three of the four films previously, um, and it does it on a really in my opinion, high level of execution. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Marco? What were your thoughts on the movie? I don't think I'm the target audience for these movies, guys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, I surprisingly <laughs> enough, really liked this movie. I thought it was one of the stronger ones of the series and came out just, I mean, Marco, <laughs> sorry, M Mikey just ripped his shirt off. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i agree with what what mikey said it it felt you know new and fresh but also 
uh, a kind of like a retelling of the of the original, but with a modern twist to it. I I liked it. this one actually had a very good blend of horror and comedy, which makes sense based on who the director is. I felt it paid homage to what Wes Craven had started with the original Scream. It goes back to to its roots, just like some of the best sequels really go back to like the original and sit in and kind of like connect the two together to bring it back full circle. So I really like that. The acting was on point. The performances were on point. The cast was on point. Really great casting. Really great execution. The goriness, the viciousness, I thought was just great. They didn't hold back. They didn't pull punches. It was one of the most violent like slasher movies uh, like that I've seen in a while next to like the Halloween movies. Man, that really like captured me and I was like, this is how they should be. And when they killed, it it was it was kind of squeamish. It they didn't like make it, you know, comedic or anything. They made you like stare in horror as as these people like struggled to stay alive and fought tooth and nail. And I loved that about this movie. It it took the lore, the killings, the killer, it it took it very serious and it made ghost face menacing again for me and i like that well, i'm glad to see the enthusiasm in this film compared to some of the other ones that you've been able to see so much so it sounds like it's a good payoff see for you. you guys were giving me flack for the other shit but you didn't know i was gonna love this one huh uh there, there obviously <laughs> I'll, like, when we get into mm, okay hopefully none of the killers weigh 110 pounds pa- wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, when we get to what didn't work i'll, I'll tell you my some of my sure. issues with it. It's not perfect, but um, it still worked for me. James, what about you? How, what were your thoughts here? I, I got to see this one with Mikey, by the way. We had a date night last week. Aww. So, Aww. you know, hard, just want to let everybody know. You. We saw it in XD. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Cheating on me. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> nice seats. Um, I liked it a lot. I liked. I thought this was great. I think, uh, but, by the way, it killed in the box office this weekend, which is really good to see. Yeah, no, fi- dethroned no, Spider-Man nobody, finally. Nobody showed up for That's- the 2011 one, so I was like, fuck, guys. Could have had some. <laughs> um, I liked it a lot. Um, it very much is very, very heavy-handed in the meta-ness of um, like a soft reboot or a requel. They even bring up like yeah. you know the new Star Wars trilogy at one point, and it makes a it. It has some very striking similarities to The Force Awakens, where an old character comes <laughs> and mentors the kind new of, people, and eventually yeah. you know there might be a demise with that person as well. Very much like Han Solo. Sorry if you haven't seen that movie. It's not really good past that anyway, so you don't really need to see it. I thought for the most part, um, the new characters, I actually liked them. Even though there are quite a few new characters in this one too. Um, Just like 2011's one, there was actually characters I actually genuinely liked in this one. And I kept guessing to a point on it, but I think I figured it out. Like, I think I told Mikey, what was it, like three quarters of the way through? I was like, I think I know who the killers are, so... And then by then it was kind of apparent because it's also somebody that kind of disappears for a while. Like, where is this fucking person been? <laughs> Very yep. much like Scream 2. So I was like, okay. But um, I liked it. They go over like the fan toxicity. They even bring up all these like, it, you know, it's re- reminiscent of like the whole movie is about, I mean, ultimately about fans and how far somebody will go. And it's just like, it reminded me of like the Snyder Cut and the fucking Ghostbusters, all this shit, man. I was like, <laughs> you know, it was cool that they, the Star they bring War. it up. The Star War. I don't really... And they even bring it up like, isn't that the one directed by that Knives Out guy? I was like, oh shit. They took a stab at fucking Ryan Johnson in here. This is awesome. 
So high five to them. A stab. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Stab. See? Yeah. Um, and also, uh, like we we reviewed um, Ready or Not. Surprisingly, it was on one we of did. my top ten movies of the year that year too. It was a good movie. I like that it's movie a really lot. Good movie. And, um, it's in the right hands and um, written by people that are actually written really good movies too. So I, I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Yeah, I agree with all of you guys. Um, it's it's a mix of the first two, I think, definitely. There's a lot of influence there of the meta-ness and then just some of the scenes and goriness of the killings. Obviously, it's amped it up a bit with you know the, with a modern twist, but I did enjoy that. I, I also like the fact that they could have easily gone and decided to be like a lot of the more modern horror films, which is just a bunch of jump scares, and they didn't do that. They had a few, but it wasn't anything too intense. It really fit in with the zene. You it of, built a lot attention. of fake outs, I would say, too. Yeah, a lot of yeah. fake outs, which I actually liked, you know, because it was in a sense of like you really didn't know what was going to happen even when you and when you least expected it, it it's when it showed up where somebody was getting stabbed or the the slow slowness of some of the kills like you were saying marco this kind of the brutalness of it and and they took it seriously and you really didn't know what was gonna happen or how it was gonna play out or who was gonna be impacted they they had a few of those twists in there with, with the the kills and i enjoyed that that really made it feel fresh um the characters itself it's a mixed bag. I liked a lot of the new ones as well, um, but some of them were like, okay, you know, they're just they're just there to comment on modern society, and you know, that appeals to a lot of people, I'm sure. Um, I don't know if you guys had this, James and, and Mikey specifically, but I, I did definitely have a, uh, a scene where I think it was Sydney Prescott showed up, and everybody started like applauding, and get very excited about her, and some of the she was asked a question that shows in the trailer about does she have a gun, a gun, and you know she's Sydney Prescott, she has, of course I have a gun, and people got excited by that, which was nice to see that people were excited not to our, see the not character. Our, not our we saw this in Napa, everyone just shut <laughs> the fuck up there. It's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, it's required. We, we it's had nice. a choice. We're like Fairfield or Napa. We're like, and we'll go say, Napa. We we don't want people yelling <laughs> at Toxie during the movie. Yeah, but I liked the film a lot. I thought it was a definitely refreshing uh, take on on the franchise and something that it really needed to, to push it forward into uh, the new decade. But speaking about pushing things forward, this film is kind of, uh, and they mentioned it in the movie, a soft reboot or a requel. I, I heard a little bit of, of uh, Marco and James' opinions, but Mikey, what do, you, what do you think about that? Do you think that this kind of fits that trope or do you think it's its own little thing? I mean, it, I mean, it definitely, like, it talks about it, obviously. It just it actually physically talks about the whole thing for like 15 minutes in the movie. Maybe not 15, <laughs> but, you know, it talks about it there. But yeah, I feel like it does fit the kind of whole thing, too. It's like relaunching this whole brand even though they just relaunched it 10 years beforehand uh but uh in general it's like i don't really personally like the reboots i would rather have a new story rather than a reboot of an old one but this one actually worked out pretty well i think it kind of fit inside that um did a good job kind of bringing those old characters in and kind of relaunching with a possibility of new characters taking over uh without giving too much away so yeah, i think it kind of fits in that lane yeah marco any thoughts on that I agree with Mikey. I think there's a right way and a wrong way to doing it. There's a way to do it with grace. And I felt like this movie and at least the first Halloween requel that came out not too long ago did it right where you pay respects to the old and say, okay, this is old. This is the modern era. This is how we're going to transition to the new modern era. And yeah, we're going to be kind of woke about it and meta about it because you know what's going on. We know what's going on. We're not going to pretend like we don't. And I felt like this movie did it with style. There, there's then there's the other way to do it, which is the bad way. 
um, and kind of like force feed it down people's throats. And I feel like that's when a franchise sort of fails in that manner. But this movie did it the right way for me. And I think that it hit on every note. Is it perfect? No, uh, it's, it's not. But it, it was done well enough for me to feel entertained and feel like it respected what came before it and you know in a way did it slightly better in some aspects so uh you know it's i'm i'm okay with it being a requel mm-hmm. and james think, you, uh, oh, go sorry ahead, i kind of cut in here uh, do you think it kind of helps that this movie though like they physically talk about movies in the movie right so yeah it's a trope because they, they kind of yeah. can go into it right because they can do that in this movie and they've been doing it since the beginning of the movie so you really can't say it's like just for this one here but i think because they can talk about it like that it kind of brings it into like more apparent yeah you right? don't really bother it as much about right. them talking about H- it because hands it's kind of like part of the thing, right it and yeah. it it's it, it, it it does a two for one where it where it makes it kind of okay and say we get you audience we know what this is at the same time it's paying respects to the first movie that starts talking about the existing horror movies and the tropes about yeah. horror movies and it carries that over with a modern twist to it and I like that I was like oh nice this is kind of like because this is kind of like what's in right now requels are in and it's kind of cool to bring it up but have it make sense to the central plot of the movie and not like force it in there. So it was cool. Well, I think like, oh, sorry, go sorry. Just say with, on Mikey's point is that the, the fact that the whole franchise has been built upon that, it doesn't feel like it's being force fed to you in that sense. Whereas another film that decided to just go ahead and do that, do a recall out of the blue and start trying to be meta about it, which, you know, something happened recently. I think uh, that we, we saw that had that matrix as an example where they kind of force fed that to you in the beginning. <laughs> I like, Last um, Jedi? What? <laughs> that, that kind of does that and kind not of. as well. And this one, because you already have that history with it, makes it easier to to digest and be able to to say, oh yeah, I mean, this is a thing that they do. This is how we, it, but it's just modern. So, so yeah, Mikey, uh, it James, feels so. like it's it's laughing with us and not like like laughing at the franchise, you know, and saying Which I think it's bullshit. Does it with Which grace? I agree it's it's done it from the the get go. Even yeah, talking about sequels, yeah. trilogies, and remakes, and then now it's requels. So yeah, so James, to, to talk to a bit about of your other point regarding like fan toxicity and um, how the movie deals with it, what 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 was your take on that and how its approach was to, you know, what we're living in this current era right now? I would say that's probably one of the weaker points of it is that it 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 gets a bit too heavy handed on that for me, especially with the reveal of the killers on this one, and that the the reveal of it in a way without spoiling it too much until we get to spoilers is about toxicity towards a certain thing, right? And I mean, it makes sense, and it shows you like how crazy some people are, and how far they go to, for to make their franchise like whole again. Once again, thinking of Snyder Cut and Ghostbusters here, so it's kind of like Jesus Christ, right? So, and then continuing with you know, you don't get it your way, and then this is how we want to do it, and that you know they handled it well, but it is pretty heavy-handed. That's one of the things that's kind of like, but it's it's a. I don't know, like like Marco said, like we're with it. Like we're not totally making fun of it to a point. It's just kind of like this is how far someone can go for something they love, and that because the killers, when it's real, they are very passionate about why they did this right, and they think they're in the right, and it's like okay, they are literally killing the franchise. Yeah. So if you think about it, and they they do bring up good points too about like you know, there's never been a real 
central killer in stab movies, right? Or scream movies, right? Which is true. Which we talked about. There's been nine different ghost face killers, right? So it's like makes sense. So Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, Ryan. Is there anything else we want to add into this film before we go into our recommendations and reviews uh, and jumping into the spoilers. No, I think that the, um, the meta-ness of like toxic fans, I think it worked, you know, I think it's something that not that many movies bring up or address. So it feels heavy handed because it doesn't really get pointed out as much. And I felt like the movie did a pretty decent job, whether, you know, it's poking fun of whatever franchise is doing that, you know, the video game world, Snyder cut, Ghostbusters, Star Wars, fuck, you name it. Fuck, even Transformers, I guess. You could nah, name any franchise. There's going to be there's gonna be fucking toxic fans, <laughs> like, everywhere. And I think it's okay to just kind of say, hey, y'all need to chill. So, All right. or, or get murdered. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or we'll kill the franchise and you with it. Jesus. Dark. So, Mikey, what was your overall rating for this film? Uh, I gave it this one a four. I really enjoyed it. I thought the suspense and the amped up kills were really good. Uh, I liked the, the new characters and the old ones, the way they handled both of them. So I gave it a four. All right. And James, what were um, what was your overall score for this? I give this one a three and a half out of five. Very nice. And Marco? Yeah, I also give this one a three and a half star. And same here. I also gave this a three and a half star. And I think we all do recommend the film as well. All right, so we're about to jump into spoilers, but again, if you haven't seen the film yet, go ahead and skip a bit forward, see the timestamp in the description, and you'll hear us give you our rankings of the screen films as a whole, as well as a little bit of what we may be watching next. All right, so going into the spoiler section, let's talk about first the big killer reveal. Uh, so it is revealed that Richie and Amber are the killers. Their motivation behind it is that Richie and Amber committed the murders after meeting on a stab subreddit, so modern, <laughs> dedicated to <laughs> sharing, yeah, dedicated to sharing wow. their dislike for Stab Eight because you know it was totally away from the franchise and they really didn't like what they did with it in the direction they were going and they wanted to correct it. So they plan to make a remake the film in which Samantha would be the killer seeking justice for her father, which spoiler again, Billy Loomis is her father. Uh, and Loomis hoping fuck. that this would help create, recreate into maybe a better film because they have some new material. That's true. So it can be based on something. Yeah. And Samantha would be like the main villain. Cause she's the daughter of a serial killer. And that's the right. No centralized villain in these ones. Right. So it's like, okay. mm-hmm. You had to have to do something here. So, so James, what did you think about this big killer reveal? I knew it was definitely Amber, by the way, from the get-go. Like, first 20 minutes in, I was like, He's oh, like, it's definitely her. Dark it's hair, fucking, fucking pale weird. skin, emo. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> Pop, got fucking disappears from yeah. half the movie. I'm like, where the fuck she been, right? Uh, I, I want to bring up something to you as well, because we didn't, I, I didn't want to talk about it until spoilers. Like, Tara's the only person that survived a uh, opening kill scene, by the way. She is. Isn't that cool, too? Yeah. I thought that was pretty neat that she survived. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a different thing on her. And then uh, I really liked Jenny, uh, Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera as the sisters that are kind of like, you know, separated. And then it's because Sam knows some shit. But I will say that her storyline with um, 
seeing Billy like as a ghost was fucking weird. I was like, okay, <laughs> that was one of the yeah. negatives for me. I'm like, all that right, this is getting game. all right. Star Wars, relax, kill him. <laughs> Show me how to do it. So, I mean, she's really good, though, in um, in The Heights, if you haven't seen the movie, Melissa Burr. So this is her no. probably second uh, biggest film. And then I didn't I didn't think it was going to be Richie at first. I was like, the guy from The Boys, huh? Yeah, oh. it was a good little throwaway, right? And a, a throwaway a throwout. And I think that... He had a cool Jack little scene where he's like, because I wanted to do it. And I was like, ooh, yeah, this is crazy. Just because. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, they do a good job of kind of creating the... Um, suspense of like who could it be because at first i thought maybe it was Liv, but she's just a red herring too because she just she also disappears for half the movie i'm like where the hell did she mm-hmm. go chad's a girlfriend that has yep. connections and then like you know because you see that hit guy get fucking killed i'm like isn't he 36 so you know stuff like that <laughs> they're all damn what about you margo any thoughts on what was finally revealed yeah i thought i knew it was richie kirsch i i guessed him from the get go, and like, I agreed you with can't Dewey. Fool me. I like I liked how because he was Dewey the one that was the least likely. <laughs> you know, you know what made me think that it was him? The whole like uh, the beard, the shitty beard. The, no, the 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 the, the Rory <laughs> Culkin thing. Because I thought back to that, and I was like, he was the most like least likely one in the previous movie. I was like, oh, I wonder if I'm gonna like, repeat that. Because he's a Culkin, sir. Is that why? No, (laughs) only one of their brothers has been in a Home Alone movie, sir. And also, he was he was super like squeamish and super about. He knew exactly like what to do, and I was like, he knows a little too much about what to do in these circumstances. I'm like, I bet he's the fucking one. Also, he's like what six foot, six foot one. I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's definitely the tall ghost face. Definitely the one that fucking hovers over everybody. So the other one. Um, not so much. I, I didn't think it was going to be her at all. So, um, uh, I mean, even though the boots kind of give it away, cause I mean, the killer wears black boots. I'm like, she's wearing black boots all the time. But, um, eh, I almost, boots, I guess, yeah. <laughs> that exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that's a little too on the nose. But then again, so was Billy in the first movie. Uh, I did have a problem with the whole like flashbacks with, or, uh, the, the whole like ghost Billy showing up. James, I agree there. Mainly because it, it was creepy. Good. It didn't look good Billy, either, too, by the he way. Wasn't, it's, he wasn't really the best mentor either. One, he was a serial killer. Two, the things he did to Sydney's mom were fucking horrible. Not only did they kill her, uh, but they did... She's, they, she's mentally insane, you know? She's got... She's got. Uh, she's taking antipsychotics, so, you, you know, know, it makes sense. But they had that whole father-daughter yeah. moment at the end, and I felt that that was a little cringy because of who yeah. he was and what he did. Like, they, I mean, all he does again, is do that weird eye movement, like, go get the knife, right? Right. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what that was like. It, and then he's like, we can kill together. I'm like, Ooh, And then, man. like, he like he nods down, he's like, yeah, kill him. I mean... I don't know if they were trying to portray like their killer instincts were in sync there, but it, it just seems so like out of place. Sam got a little crazy in her is what they're trying to say. Right. Yeah. Like she yeah, stabs I, him. I can see that. Maybe 17 times too, may- too many. You guys think, like, yeah. He, he I'm got like, her right. after the three, but she just kept going. I was like, okay, got a little. Oh, are they, they, they going to pull like a Friday the 13th where she ends up being the killer next? Anyway. And then they don't follow through with it ever? Yeah, I know. Right? You know what I'm talking about, James. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, like, I, oh, I, really? I do real quick. I do like the whole uh, sister backstory with uh, Melissa Burr and Jen Ortega. I, I do like how, you know, their relationship is slight, slightly tarnished and, and they end up, you know, becoming closer towards the end. So um, I like that. Um, it's fucked up what happens to Melissa at the beginning. Like, it's fucking brutal. 
but um yeah uh it, it was still kind of obvious of who killer number one was killer number two not so much for me yeah and mikey any any extra thoughts on your part too as far as the reveals uh, I mean, they said pretty much everything. Uh, I'll kind of echo a lot of their stuff here. So instead of doing that, I'll just say like, I didn't really for this one. I don't know why, but I didn't approach this one like a mystery like I did the other ones. I just watched the movie and as it came up, it came up. So I didn't really guess who the people were, but I did like the re- I did like the way they revealed it. Like she just shot somebody in the face. Like, dude, right. She's head. like, it yeah, it's pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Right? So, yeah. I was like, so, dude. I, mean, I like that part of it. And, and, you know, after I obviously watched the whole film uh, and, you know, afterwards, it just kind of made sense. Like, if you look back on the movie, it's like the, someone disappeared for the half the movie. It's obviously the boyfriend. Right. So that's kind of a thing they do in the past movies. So you mm-hmm. could have guessed it, I guess. But I didn't really attempt to, I guess. So um, but I did like the reveal. It came off pretty, pretty shocking to me. So mm. it's pretty nice. Well, and speaking of some of their deaths, was there any kind of death that stood out to you or was one of the ones that were your favorite or most memorable? Yeah, I got uh, Dewey, man. Yeah, I, I think that's, Dewey. Oh, that's yeah. for pretty much everybody. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not only is it Dewey, so it hits you hard because it's like a returning character, and also it was brutal. Like, yeah, the double knives out, like from four foot crazy. nine, hundred fifteen pound <laughs> Amber. Don't know how, and Dude, she was uh, she right? taller than him in the in the the murder. So I don't know that how that happened. Just saying. So, yeah. yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> Guess we're cool with this one, see, though. See, okay. see, see James? Okay. James, see, James sees my point now. No, no, no. sees exactly I have, what I no, saw. No, 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 no. I have no problem with it at all. I'm just saying you should have a definite problem with this one. You know, it, it did. It did. I was like, it had, I was like, man, so she killed Dewey? I was like, fuck, no she fucking way. Like, no fucking way, Holds him with knives and does it. I'm like, bitch must work out. I don't know. However, I Richie. do. Richie's in the elevator, so I'm like, that's. I do ever. like, and I don't know if this is purposefully or, or if it was just a coincidence. She kills him just like how Matthew Lillard describes how you would gut someone, where he's like, I you don't. stab him there and then you cut all the way up, and he does that. Yeah, she does, does that, that to Dewey yeah. from both I mean, sides too, front house, and back, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So crazy. I was like, fuck, that's messed up, brutal. But yeah, I, thought, I, uh, I for that one, I was willing to dis- to sad. suspend disbelief because she's she had them fucking combat boots. So I was like, all right, okay, she's got the combat boots. All right. <laughs> I told Mikey, I, th- I I told him straight up, like five minutes in the movie, I'm like, fuck, Dewey's going to die in this movie. <laughs> I literally told him. I said, that's the only way Sydney will come back, because Dewey's going to die. Almost before the movie started, I think. Yeah, I told him yeah. straight up, I was like, I got to bet. And then when they were talking that's about it. That's where the scene is so brief, right? I yeah. was like, I was they like, don't want to oh, be in your When he went back, I said, it's the Han Solo moment. Fuck. She's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, she's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> she comes back when Han dies. Yeah, I thought Wes's death was crazy, too, because at first I thought he was maybe the killer. And then he gets stabbed through the fucking neck, and you see it come out through the oh, other side. So sad. I was like, thirteen yeah. reasons why not to answer the door. <laughs> like that? Ooh, I went for two. Fuck. Just hold on to that one, guys. Yeah, I was waiting. I was like, we got to see him take a shower and everything too. I was like, what the hell? And then Sheriff Judy, I was like, damn, that's fucked up. She's the only returning character from a sequel movie, by the way, ever to be in Jeez, another yeah. movie. So Damn, no one, that was pretty yeah, fucked up too. Again. In front of her house, kind of akin to. I um, thought Wes was going to survive after that. I was like, oh, he'll, they, he won't mm-hmm. kill his son. Oh, never mind. Yep. He's like double kill. Yeah, Marco, broad daylight too, right? They don't do a lot of broad <laughs> yeah. daylight kills. So I was like, it was oh, a reversal God. of the original killing of Drew Barrymore in the first one. Dies in front of the house, you know, like just a few yeah, feet from the front door. Way. Yeah, and then he yeah. gets, and then all the fake outs with Wes is what I was talking about in the middle where 
he keeps cl- opening doors, and I was like, "Is he gonna be? Oh, <laughs> never mind. Up, he yeah. just opened the fridge. Okay, <laughs> get ready for the sushi. Was, those were good, though. I really enjoyed that whole scene, um, and, and just the fact that you didn't know what was gonna happen because every single door he could have lurked behind. You just <laughs> did you, you guys know like four um, times in like one like one mm-hmm. minute? <laughs> did you, uh, I like the twins too, and their their connection to Randy, like they're his nephew and niece. Yeah, yeah. and I thought that was pretty fitting. That and was then it shows that because it looks like Chad gets absolutely eaten alive. Oh, God. That he's alive he at the end. I was like, nice, he gave that thumbs up. I don't even know how. It was also refreshing that Randy's uh, family is the ones that are like describing the movie. Like, yeah. The yeah, it's exactly the same. I like that too. Yeah. too yeah. They, 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 especially the Mindy, she, she kind of like um, carried on with the tradition of being like the film geek. Almost yeah. dies like him too, watching the TV. Yeah, and she's even funny about it with, um, I mean, with both killers actually, if you think about it. Or she's like, why would you go down there by yourself? Why wouldn't you ask you, right? And then she's like, why right. wouldn't you? Like, ooh, I like that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I do like the escalation of the use of guns because, you know, one of the things is like, he's got a gun. Just use a, you know, he's got a knife. Just use a gun. And like, they're wearing Kevlar in this one to kind of repel against that. Yeah. I, one thing I did want to bring up too real quick is we don't get a lot of the original outside of Dewey, I would say. He's probably the one the most, but Sydney and Gil take a definite backseat. Yeah. I, I wanted to bring that up too. I wanted to ask what your guys' thoughts were on that because they really only they have a the most prevalent role is going to be at the ending is where they show up and even then uh, Sydney specifically really kind of gets put to the side and uh, or not Sydney but Gail sorry gets put to the side and Sydney's really all that's left that's really uh, has any investment between the two outside of of course Dewey in the beginning. Yeah. So w- w- did you did you feel that that was like a good way of maybe passing the torch or did you think that they did they, just value of seeing them in future films at this point or I think that was like kinda, uh, I think that's the point of it, right? They're kind of passing it yeah. on to Sam and her sister and they're like it's funny. Like I mean I I love the character how they've come so far Gail and Sydney are like, you know, they embrace and you know, it's over to yeah. death but we don't really get to know about Sydney's like like she's married now and has like two kids. I'm like, I wonder yeah. what happened in between. But it's like it doesn't really matter, I guess, which is the whole is point. Is it Dempsey? You know? Is he yeah. husband? Is it Mr. Patrick <laughs> Dempsey? He had the popcorn in the third movie. He said, We're watching a movie, you have to find out. I, um, I, I agree with I agree with James. It's kinda of like a passing yeah. of the torch and also um they probably didn't want to make the same mistake as the prior ones where they have these all these new characters and they don't flesh them out. Because there's a lot of you know, new characters that they kind of had to give, you know, some development to. Yeah, I agree. And it's uh, one of also things. like, uh, you know, I kind of appreciate that they took a little bit of a backseat because like the previous movies, it's like they just happen to be in town for the time it's happening. Right. Uh, or someone plans it around them being in town. And this one, it's like there's an event that happens. This was the Ghostbusters one, like, right? Oh, I got to come yeah. in. And if like, you think about it, right. They show up at the end. <laughs> Heard you yeah. needed some help here, boys. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of liked it. It's funny that, that there's aspect. still really like reliable characters too. Like they they immediately know Amber is like fucking lying. They're like, no, nah, there's no way, right? When she comes out of the angel <laughs> and she's what like, fuck think? it, and that's oh, how yeah. Gail gets shot. And then I mean, they technically are the ones that like fuck up Amber in that kitchen, dude. Amber dies like horrifically. She does. Yeah. With the uh, it's caught on fire. And fucking kitchen on fire. <laughs> she gets all that hand sanitizer all over her face, and then they do it alive. And then she's like, "You want to do the honor?" And then it's like, oh, "I like shit, that." Dude. Gets her revenge for Dewey. Yeah. 
That's what it was, yeah. Um, so what do you think about what we are expecting in the future Scream sequels? If if there even will be, do you guys feel that this is a, a good enough setup to want to have another set of sequels for the franchise? Yeah, I think so. I think it almost benefits coming out every 10 years. I'm not going to lie. Because it addresses the current state of movies, right? But, Every uh, generation for, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but for the sound of it, it, it made a killing at the box office, so more than likely, it probably will get a sequel. Also, enough people lived this time, right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. To, like, that another thing. I mean, like, there was a lot of people that lived this time. Like, I mean, everybody got hurt in some way, but there's I think no only two act, I mean, people no died of the close friend group, right? Right, yeah. So there's yeah. still a lot of people um, left to kind of move on, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I it's mean, only just the last time. films, right? Yeah, right. But, I mean, they have some people that can make a new core. And mm-hmm. maybe lightly touch on some uh, Sydney and and Gail. Um, you know. Maybe they'll do a sequel of them going to college, and then maybe there'll be a sequel of them. <laughs> Wait, doing there's a movie. another Randy. Yeah. Don't go by the Film news school. van. Get out of the news van. What are you doing? <laughs> Somebody becomes a new police officer too. How crazy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see a sequel down the line. I don't think they need to come out yeah. every year. Like, don't don't saw this shit up, right? Like come out every couple of years, you know. Let's get a little time in between. Come comes out Christmas twenty twenty two. Yeah, already got a sequel in the movie. How the fuck did they film this already? We shot them back to back. <laughs> they just use the edit cuts yeah. to, to make a whole new film. Yeah. Like, wait, how is Dewey in this? It's just a big supercut of all the films. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think that the, there was one thing I just wanted to add that we didn't get to talk too much about, which was. Just Jack Quaid. He was just hilarious. The comic relief in the film. I know he was also the bad guy, but I think every scene he was, he was, was also fine. a creeper a being a high schooler. But you know, I have a pro- mm-hmm. well. No, who who well, are you talking about? Oh, no, the she's one not chick? high schooler. Uh, yeah, Amber is highly high schooler. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Fucking creeper. She? Well, she was, I was like, she's damn. Eight, she's eighteen though, right? She says it. She's still in high school, sir. But uh, yeah. yeah, she's. She, I don't no, think she was in high school anymore. She was like three years older than uh, her sister. But, no, he's yeah. talking about Amber. The. Uh, Oh, oh Amber. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I guess that, yeah, that was high school. Yeah, I can't yeah. see past him. I always think of his doofus fucking self from the boys too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa, what's going that, on? Well, that's why he was supposed to throw everyone off from being the killer. But I was like, nah, nah, he's a killer. He's, Dude, his other girlfriend him. exploded in front of him, bro. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> first day. Yeah, he loved her. Very first day. Yeah. Speedster got right through him, bro. That's all he knows. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> all right so that is the end of the screen marathon i just do want to end it with a few things here guys i want you to rank all the movies uh, f- uh one through five let us know what you thought uh marco one through five what do you got one five two four and three gotcha uh mikey what about you five four one two three. Oh, so five is your favorite yeah uh-huh. i liked it five four one two three. i had to pay okay. respects to the original a little bit but uh what about you Nimble? i feel you mikey uh, two one five four three. That's a good one. Mine's weird. Mine's two four five one three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that math. What the wow. fuck? <laughs> so goddamn gunpla. Um. So what did <laughs> so you <good>. guys? Th- <laughs> yeah. What did you guys overall think of the marathon, though? I know that was fucking five movies we watched two weeks. It's not the craziest we've done in a two week period. No. Not Oops. not even close. Nope. Um, in, so. in game comes to mind, right? That's the craziest. Well, one. no. Well, we never like we did that on our breath. own as a marathon. <laughs> that wise, took a month. Yeah. Some, yeah. some. We did the some Fast Furious movies. movies. Fast and Furious was crazy. Uh, Harry Potter was, was pretty crazy. Bad Boys was crazy because the first two movies fucking suck. 
Um, <laughs> there's a couple. Oh, I know. I still like. I, don't I like still them. don't like the Fast and Furious one. I thought that was pretty bad. Overall, there was well, more bad. Films I mean, than you good put ones. Hobbs and Shaw in your top ten films of fucking. I still enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw. So I don't that really is changed. And it was memorable. It was a memorable, honorable mention. That's yes, what it was. So yes. Um. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Mikey, for joining us on this. How did you enjoy this marathon? I know you kind of unexpectedly joined us, but you know you had seen them as well. Well, uh, did yeah. this change your opinion on the screen films at all, or kind of the same, or more of a fan, less of a fan? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, seen one and two. I, I watch them all the time because I do the whole Halloween marathon every single year, so I I always mm-hmm. pop them in yeah. every once in a while, a couple of years. So, you know, I have seen those all the time. So those ones didn't really change my views or anything like that. But I haven't seen three and four in forever and a day for some reason. So gotcha. it was nice revisiting those. And then as, as we just saw, that's uh, my favorite one was the newest one. So I really enjoyed watching them all and kind of getting the, the history on them again. And mm-hmm. you, guys, you guys know, I always do the same prep you guys do as far as these kind of things. Any movie comes out, I watch them all before we go in. So yeah. I enjoyed doing it. It's nice. fun. Uh, what about you, Nibel? Yeah, I I really did enjoy uh, this marathon. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Not as scary, <laughs> which, you know, I get a bit squeamish, in, uh, especially with some of the psychedelic horror stuff that we see sometimes. Um, this was just fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to watch. Psychedelic horror? What kind of... Yeah, you crazy, before these movies, crazy shit, trippy He's shit like, we watch. Am I Ghostface? He looked at himself in the mirror like this. He's like, GFK's back. Right. <laughs> Marco, what about you? Uh, I thought it was very gunpla. So <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of rough, but I guess for the final movie or the the most recent movie it was kind of worth the payoff just for that one. I mean, really, I'd probably just watch the first one, maybe the second one, and then go to the new one if I had a choice to do this again. <laughs> but um, yeah, not as enjoyable as some of the other marathons, but. Um, because I knew I was doing it with the boys. I mean, still a little bit of fun. The boys. A little, you know, it's a little more than a little bit of fun. Uh, no, I like to... Big goose, the little same. goose. <laughs> uh, I've always been a fan of the Scream franchise for the most part. I think every one of the movies has some enjoyable aspect of it. Even the third one, so... Uh, it's fun. It's and it, it makes me look... F- I mean, I even watched the uh, first season of the TV series. There's three seasons, I think, right? Jesus. Yeah, I haven't was. watched those yet. Are they, they're actually pretty decent. No, not really. <laughs> okay. okay. Actually, I take that back. The first oh, season fuck. was really good. The first season was really good. I remember the second season, I stopped after a, fir- a few in there, but it wasn't because I didn't like it. I think it was just like I got caught up watching a thousand fucking CW shows back then, bro. So, I'll tell you the truth. I actually thought the first one was pretty well done. So, if you ever, I don't know if they ever stream them anymore, but if they, maybe they are. Are they on Netflix? I think they are. They're still streaming somewhere. I don't. I saw them a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, you might want to check it out. Especially, before, I thought so. the first season was actually pretty good. I remember liking it a lot. So, like I said, though, it, it, this one uh, with the payoff of the fifth movie, it, like Marco said, I think, I think it is a good payoff if you watch them all. It just kind of leaves it up. I think the Sydney and uh, Dewey and Gail relationship is pretty strong throughout the all through the four to the fifth, and it's a good payoff to, especially yeah. what happens in those kind of films. So. Okay, so that is our podcast. Thank you, Mikey, for joining us on this marathon. Our first ever guest on a marathon, by the way. So nice. Yeah. Thanks for having me. First guest of the year, too. Oh yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put your shirt back on. Um, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. 
Check us out for this franchise or the next franchise or the next requel reboot on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. And remember, we are the Scream Movie Podcast. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, smash that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. Also, please remember Spotify recently updated its app so you can rate us on there too so you can't give the same excuse that you don't use an iphone please give us five stars we're still trying to get back up there share us hack your friends family phone subscribe let that shit roll you'll never miss an episode yeah and then when they're like i have no space left you're like oh you've been downloading all their episodes that's weird. that's weird who's the it's movie crazy. pals <laughs> <laughs> how about you play all right, guys, so tune in to podcast number 117, which is uh, TBD, because uh, Morbius got uh, pushed out. So yeah. we're going to have to discuss with uh, Nabil and Marco what it will be, oh, but shit. stay tuned. It will be something. That's all we Some know. Some juicy. So, fools, right? Exciting. Fools joke. If you're uh, nasty. Yeah, for one, supposedly, right? So until the next time, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And Mikey. Have a good one.